0: Well, hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode seventy-nine of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Kolhoven, joined as always by Daryl Fuimano. How you doing this afternoon, sir?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
0: Now, do you prefer this afternoon time slot? We're we're kind of jumping around here in our last few weeks. So normally we used to do the mornings back when uh, Narshredder was was one of our hosts as well. But how you, you liking the afternoon? You feeling a little more awake?
1: Uh, yeah. Honestly, the afternoon timing doesn't really, it's not really a big issue for me. I mean, you can't really tell it's the afternoon when you look outside. It's that that stay-at-home kind of weather. So, can't really see the sun, so I feel like it's still the morning right now.
0: Oh, is it really cloudy over where you're at? It is, Gotcha. I love it. Oh, I do too. I do too, especially for lazy days when the weather's like this, it's perfect. You're like, oh, I got an excuse to just stay inside, play some games, maybe do some chores around the house. Good shit, good shit. Well, happy to have you here this uh, afternoon, sir. Jesus, <laughs> welcome, welcome. We're also joined by Slugger JD. How are you doing this afternoon, what sir? A... It's even later for you where you're at. So, what's going on?
2: Yeah, it is three in the afternoon here. It's a uh, uh, same weather over here. It's cloudy and it's been off and on raining all day. Um, so we've been having a a nice, lazy, rainy day as well uh let's see took my daughter to dance this morning okay and then took her out for a quick daddy daughter lunch date after Ooh. and uh now we're here and we're chilling and i'm good
0: where'd you guys go to lunch local or chain
2: yeah it's this local place called purple cow Ooh. they got a shout out purple cow they got purple milkshakes that oh. are just vanilla flavored with purple food coloring but my daughter loves them like she won't drink a vanilla milkshake but she'll drink the purple milkshake No, they're the exact same thing. It's all about the color.
0: (laughs) That's pretty funny. My mom would tell me stories of when she was growing up, and she was born in uh, 1957, not to put her on blast, but her mom would make her, like, milk with blue food coloring or something in it back in the day, like, for Easter, and she used to, like, love that stuff too. So, yeah, the colored beverages, man. That's that's what's up. It's a good idea. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. But, yeah, same thing over here bro it's actually well where I'm at right now and I'm relatively close to Daryl but it's uh it's sunny right now for me but this morning I had a 10k race and it was cloudy and rainy and cold so I did it all (laughs) in the elements Uh, but luckily afterwards I got a little taster of beer for free and then I went out to brunch with my wife and her dad who also did the race with us which was pretty cool so I'm feeling feeling good I got all my exercise for the weekend done We're going to record the show and then it's just kind of editing and relaxing the rest of the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. How was your time? I don't quite know yet, but I do think it was my fastest yet for sure. Like I didn't have any periods where I slowed or was waiting for Steph or anything like that. I told her like towards the beginning of the race, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'm just going to go for it. And so I just ran pretty hard and I ended up passing quite a few people on the run too, which always gives you that little bit of adrenaline boost every time you pass Mm -hmm. someone. And then, of course, when I got past later in on in the race, I was like, God damn it. But you know what it is? It's these fucking tall people. You know? They have the long stride. I'm over here. I'm 5'8". Okay? I'm trucking along. And these six-footers just coming through running, and it's like effortless to them. You know? They're like gazelles out on the course. So I think they need to separate the heats not only based on age, but based on height. That's my take. <laughs> That's my take. But we'll see. I'm going to post uh... in the Discord later what my official time is. My guess is it was an 830-something which should be like 45 seconds faster than I've done for a 10k. Eight, eight
2: thirty 30 per mile.
0: Correct.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, do you do that thing when you run where you see it, like cars pass you or other runners are passing you and it's like, Oh, I got to pick up the pace a little bit. So these people don't think I'm a lazy ass. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. correct that all the time.
0: Yep. Yeah. If I'm running, so I, know by what, someone... I know what you're talking about with that <laughs> speed boost. Yeah. And it's like when you're on just a neighborhood run or something, if I'm, if I have to go around someone or if I have to go by someone who's like walking their dog or whatever, I always kind of go a little faster. because I'm like, oh, I got to seem like I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm going for it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good, uh, good start to the day so far. Just in time to come back and record with you fine gentlemen. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Let's get into the show. We've got a couple housekeeping things to go over first. First and foremost, race updates. Just another shout out that the race is underway. We've got quite a bit of plat shots being posted in the Plat Shot channel in the Discord. But if you're yet to sign up for that, go and check out the Discord. Links are on our SoundCloud page. And you can go and sign up for the race. You just basically look at the race rules, emote with the flag emoji, and you're in. You've got until April 1st to register if you want to participate. And the leaderboards are filling up. So uh, go ahead and get your your entry done and get on over there. I've only posted, I think, two games so far. (laughs) So I'm slacking a bit, but we'll get to as to why that is when we get to episode 80 and what we've been playing. Uh, Any updates from you two? Anything you want to say about the race so far?
2: I'll say since I'm the leaderboard guy, just so everyone is on the same page and what we're doing here. So March 1st will be our first month complete of this bad boy. I'm going to do a mega public leaderboard post there of everyone's games from the first month leaderboard will be completely up to date and posted on the first and then moving forward you can expect a weekly post so once a week i will um throw it in the race discussion there uh with a nice like i guess update to the leaderboards and where everyone's at week by week so apologies for the delay but we are getting there you guys have been going hard this first month yeah um, just a testament to the community and. The amount of people we got racing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I would also just say too, you know, just remember it's in the rules, but make sure to scroll up on there because there's sort of the legacy rule set that is kind of carried into this new race. And then there's a couple changes that are on in the more recent comments there. But one thing to note is your scoring is dynamic, right? So we're going to look at the rarity of your trope of your platinums when we get to the end there. So if you're playing new games and you're like, oh, I got a 0.25% plat with like Hogwarts Legacy in the first week it came out, that's really cool. Congrats. But that score is going to go down as that game starts to become less and less rare over time. Yeah. So don't be surprised or, or shocked. And all of that's laid out in the rules. So just go and check that out if you're participating. Okay, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up is that next episode, episode 80, we are going to be joined by Pat the Trophy Hunter. And we are going to be talking about what we've been playing. We're really excited to have Pat back on the show. It's been too long since he has been here. But if you are a Patreon supporter at the Silver Tier and above where you can submit questions to the show and you have a specific question for Pat, please make sure that you include that in the show questions thread in the Discord. And we will make sure to discuss those with him when he is on a few weeks from now. You guys excited for Pat? Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Better have that pineapple, dude.
2: No, right, like, like we said last time, I never got to talk to him on the show, so I'm excited oh, yeah. to pick his brain about how he trophy hunts. Oh, I yeah. I kind of know some of it, but go a little bit more in depth.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, <clears throat> it's going to be great. So look forward to that, everybody. And with that, let's pass it over to our second round robin, so to speak, of our trophy guessing game. And for this week's episode, Daryl is going to be quizzing us with some trophy questions. So go ahead, Daryl,
1: take it away. All right. Uh, So I got a game for you guys, you know, so hopefully you guys can guess it this time. If you're new to the game and this is your first time and you're wondering, what's this game these guys are talking about? (laughs) So what's going to take place is I'm going to read to Colin and Slugger three trophies of the bronze, silver and gold variety. These trophies all come from the same game. So I'm going to read the trophy name and the trophy description, and then by the end of it, Colin the Slugger are going to give me an answer as to what game these th- they think these trophies are from. Are you, so, you guys ready? I'm ready, sir. Let's do it. Alright, hope you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Let's <laughs> fucking like go, it. boys! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, first one is the bronze trophy, and the trophy name is Alert the Sponsors. Trophy description... Perform five trick jumps on a grind rail. Oh, fuck. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, God. All right. All right. Silver trophy. Trophy name is Aim to Misbehave. Trophy description. Acquire the Rhino.
0: da all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hard one. I think I have an idea, but continue. Okay.
1: Lastly, gold trophy. Trophy name is unbearably awesome. Trophy description, find all Krager bears. Okay. All right.
0: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Are you
1: feeling am- so
0: <laughs>
2: I know, I know the the franchise. I know what series it is. I don't know what one, so we'll All see. Right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Colin, Colin sounds pretty confident. Let's go with him first. Colin, what do you think it is? I think that
0: we are describing trophies from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart.
1: Okay, Slugger.
2: <laughs> do I <laughs> match? Like, do I match you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, lose, we both lose, or
1: <laughs>
0: go down with the ship. <laughs>
2: um because i don't know if it's that one or the the ps4 one oh, it feels yeah we'll go with Rift apart crager bear sounds more recent
0: that's what i was thinking too
2: i don't remember the first trophy at all but the site the rhino trophy gave it away i was like all right clearly ratchet and clank oh really that didn't get
0: that didn't necessarily help me too yeah, much yeah the, rhino, <laughs> the rhino's like
2: the bfg in those games it's in every game so it's uh, like all right okay. now what one is it okay Cause you grind rails in all of them too. So really the Kragger bears is the only one to go off of. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Rift Apart as well. Okay. I think that's the more recent one.
1: All right. Ratchet and Clank are Rift Apart. It's your final answer for both of you.
0: Final answer. Yeah. All
1: right. Give them a point guys. Woo. <laughs> all right.
0: Let's go dude. <laughs> let's go. All right. So Slugger and I up to three points. Daryl, you only have two because you just hosted, but we're all still neck and neck here. That's great. Fantastic. I don't
2: remember getting the Crager Bears, though, if I'm being honest.
0: I don't know if we had to get all of them or not. I feel like it was one of those collectibles where you just had to get a certain portion of them. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
1: Uh, looking at the trophy list, it was only six. And I think when we last talked about the game, I think it was at Reasoning. It was like, wait, you don't have to get all of them. Yeah. Oh, man. But my gold trophy, I was really worried because there was only like three of them, and two of them were a little bit too obvious. Like, I think one of them was too nefarious, too fuzz or something, and you have to beat like one of the bad guys, and it gave the bad guys name.
0: Oh, man. Too nefarious for some reason just made me think of like Crash Bandicoot or something. Like that sounds like a boss in the Crash Bandicoot franchise. And actually, at first, the first trophy you just dis- you described, I was like, "Well, I haven't played any Tony Hawk games, and I know yeah, I was thinking Tony Hawk." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "So just for also for the listeners, what we're trying to do is pick trophies that are on both of the guessers' lists, so it's kind of a, the same like pool to pick from." And I was like, "Okay, well, I haven't played any of those. Is it a fucking Crash Bandicoot game? Because they had some sort of that grindy shit with with Crash Bandicoot 4. But yeah,
1: okay, cool. I'm glad we got uh-huh. it. I had a lot of misdirection in my trophy in game this time around.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm looking at these pictures of Crager Bears, and it, I must be playing too many games, and like my memory, like everything's just blending together because I'm looking at pictures of these things. It's like I don't ever remember running around picking these up.
0: Yeah, I don't remember Crager Bears either. Not in the slightest. I remember Golden Bolts from Ratchet yeah. and Clank, but not Crager Bears, so very strange. But well done, Daryl. Thank you for that. And next up, or next in uh, episode 80, we'll have Slugger on. And we'll have a guest. (laughs) So Pat's going to have to participate as well. We'll see how that goes. I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Interesting. But we are going to try to get progressively more difficult as we go. So since we've all gone once, this one was slightly harder than our first rounds. And we'll continue. Basically, every round, Robin, we'll try to get a little bit harder uh, in the questions. So thank you for that, Daryl. Much appreciated, man sir hope you listeners enjoyed that hopefully you got it right you know because if not you're not a trophy hunter you're a phony (laughs) 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 i mean if you haven't played ratchet and clank rift apart at this point and you own a ps5 that's the caveat you need to play that game so good and such a great easy platinum so check it out check it out Next up, we're going to get into our Plat Shoutouts. So these are pulled from our Discord, primarily from our Trophy Room channel, although this time I did dip into the Plat Shot channel because we've got more people posting things in there for race points that maybe aren't necessarily throwing them into Trophy Room. So I thought I would switch it up a little bit. And first and foremost, we're going to start off with Reyna, who won two races of the three last year, Absolute Beast, and she came in with Legend of Dragoon, and she was the Fifth fastest on PSNP for the PS4 version in her region, which I think is absolutely insane. So this game is sitting currently—well, I should say as of yesterday—at zero point four five percent on PSN profiles and zero point one percent on the app for the PS5 version. I mean, uh, Slugger, this has got to speak right to you because we were just talking before the show about how you want to play this game.
2: Yeah, they Reina went and got what knocked that out in like two, three days, and um. <laughs> I keep telling myself I'm going to get to that. That's the next game. But back backlog was, but it probably yeah, it it should be the next game. I've been wanting to play that game with trophies forever. Like I I played it on the Vita and I played it on the PS1 way back in the day with my friends. I have a lot of memories of playing that game with friends growing up. Cuz, you know, games are limited and so we'd all go to our friend's house with the PS1 and crowd around and like watch the story and take turns every battle. Um so that's kind of where like my love for that game comes from that's great it's a single player game but we almost played it co-op in nature which was which was a lot of fun
0: yeah i really loved that that sort of culture with gaming back in those days too of like i'll pass the controller when you die or something like that you know yeah just trying to make the most out of it and do you recall by chance how long the game is to just beat i don't actually know i I don't have any experience with this game
2: so i have no clue i remember on the ps1 it was four discs long fucking
0: four discs oh my
2: wow yeah it's like it's so different back in the day like thinking as a kid because there's a lot of games i played where i'm like i played that for weeks and months and then i like have played it on an emulator or revisit it revisited it on like a retro store like the switch or something like that and then i like breeze through these games in like two days and it's like all right little kid me what the hell are you doing (laughs) <laughs> how did I get through this so fast? So I don't know if it was something fairly quick. I have I have no clue.
0: Interesting. So I'm looking on how long to beat right now just to get some some perspective. <clears throat> and this was updated as of seven and a half hours ago. So at least for the original PlayStation version, the main story has an average of about 48 and a half hours to beat the Jeez. game. And for the completionist, it notes about 70 hours, 69 hours, 15 minutes. So... That's long. That is long. And the fact that she could do that in, I believe, two days. I don't even that's actually mathematically not even possible, but that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so there had to be, yeah, There's gotta be some way that it's sped up in the in the new version or something, but that's crazy.
2: I don't know that it was that fast. I like I could probably pull it up, but I guess it was probably um, within a week. It seemed quite I fast
0: was, and very impressive. Yeah. So so well done, Reina. Good job. Props. Uh, Daryl, do you have any interest in playing this game? I think we should note that this is one of the PlayStation Classics that's come to PlayStation Premium and has trophy support, obviously. It, you can also buy this game standalone for, I believe, $10 on the store. So I don't know if this has any interest for you. If Are you going to check this out?
1: I remember hearing this game when I was younger. Never had a chance to play it, but I remember when people talked about it, they said a lot of good things about it. So. I mean, if it's accessible now, I might check it out just to say I've played it, and maybe it's a game I'll enjoy. If Slugger and Raina like it so much, yeah, I think so. It Raina was...
0: did it. Go ahead, sorry, sorry.
2: I just looked. It... So her, it wasn't for the region. That's like fifth fastest overall worldwide for the PS4 oh. version.
0: Oh, really? Okay, because I guess what it was is I was looking on PSN profiles at the PS5 version, and I didn't see.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry re- about that. Three days, 25 minutes, but looking at the trophy list, it looks like everything other than maybe uh, collecting these Stardusts and maybe defeating, well, I don't want to name it for spoilers, but it looks like everything is just beating the story. So that whole like completionist 70 hours, that's probably a little high. It's probably just clearing the story will get you the platinum is what it looks like.
0: Yeah, so that was 48 and and also that was for the median. Some of the faster times there were like 35 hours or so.
3: So,
2: yeah
0: okay yeah that makes sense definitely doable definitely doable i have interest in this game just like i did i do for uh, wild arms rather but i just don't trying to f- figure out when this is going to fit in you know again we were talking before the show about how crowded this time of the year is and how many good games are coming out you know it's just it's really tough to imagine when i would fit this in and since i don't have premium i'd have to pay for it a la carte which i don't really think i'm going to do so i'm going to sit on it but i'm excited to hear your thoughts on it slugger when you eventually get to it Okay, next up we have King Hayes coming in with Call of Duty Black Ops 2. This is sitting at a 1.07% on PSN profiles and a 1% on the app for the PS3 version. Because this is an old game, guys. This is an old game. Man, fond memories of Black Ops 2. Daryl, did you play this game back in the day?
1: I'm trying to think of the story. I think I played up to Black Ops 3. But the stories are so mixed up in my head. I don't really know what Black Ops 2 was all about.
0: I more just remember it from the maps and from the zombies mode for Black Ops 2. I I did play this story, but like, yeah, Call of Duty campaigns kind of all blend together to some extent. So, yeah, I I remember playing, this was the very first shooter that I bought other than Halo, because I spent about three and a half years playing Halo competitively. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try some of these other games out. So I remember I bought this one in Borderlands 2 and Crisis 3, kind of all within a four or five month period in college. And Black Ops 2 kind of stuck. I was watching some MLG Black or, uh, MLG Call of Duty matches. I was playing ranked. I was doing you know zombies. The transit mode in this game was, was the thing that I remember the most. That was the map with zombies where you hopped on the bus and it went all over the, the area. And there was tons of different stuff to figure out. So <clears> I really <throat> loved Black Ops 2 for that. And a couple of the maps in particular, Raid and Standoff in the multiplayer modes were fantastic maps. So yeah, Slugger, do you have any memories of this game?
2: No, uh no, I played a lot of Black Ops uh yeah, in high school. And then after joining the um the Air Force, I never I don't wanna say I fell off the Call of Duty train, but gaming kinda took a backseat those first couple years, so I kinda missed the Black Ops two window when that launched. Yep. The unfortunate thing I do have trophies unlocked on it because I had a friend play the game on my PS three. So Maybe oh, I'll have no. to hit up a GameStop and find a cheap copy and do some cleanup there, since i would never experienced it.
0: Oh no, dude! <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh no!
0: I don't so. exactly know <clears throat> how tough that is. It looks like you got to, you know, you got to complete the game on veteran. You got to complete all the challenges. God, what is it with Treyarch and these fucking campaign challenges for their trophies? I just, ugh. I mean, it makes them more prestigious, but it's also what is a massive turnoff to me about Black Ops Three and ever going back to yeah. clean that up. So. But well done, King Hayes, that's very cool. That's a very nostalgic game for me, so congrats on that, and well done. Next up, we've got Man Cave Central, along with a special shout-out to Lee War, who also posted this in the Discord in the plat shot, but Hogwarts Legacy. And as of the time when I checked and made these notes, it was sitting at a 5.3% on PSN profiles and a 0.2% on the app for the PS5 version. Slugger, you're currently playing this game, and I think you said you're about 10 hours in. Mm -hmm. you enjoying your time with it so far
3: yeah
2: i'm getting absolutely nothing done this game is like (laughs) it's awful for like i mean awful in a good way if you like to collect things because there's so much shit to collect it's like oh i gotta run like 100 yards to my next story mission so i head that way but there's like 50 things to pick up and gather and go explore between me and the story mission which is a lot of fun but it's also like very overwhelming and i feel like even after 10 hours i'm making no progress whatsoever right. right like i am it's all stuff i have to do for trophies but it's a yeah collect-a-thon for sure it's fun
0: a slow burn for sure yeah and i still personally don't plan on picking this up anytime soon other you know for no other reason than i just don't have <clears> time <throat> to do it right now but it, this is you know been taking the gaming world by storm the last month or so it kind of reminds me to a lesser extent of another game we're going to talk about in a couple of seconds here of Elden Ring which had that same vibe of just sort of everyone was talking about it and yeah. I think if I've resisted the temptation to buy it thus far I think I'll be okay but um Daryl what do you think of Hogwarts Legacy and in this plot do you have any plans to go for that one
1: I know you're pretty strong in staying away from this game, but I'm been feeling pretty weak in the knees lately because I've been <laughs> to play this game. Like I, I hear good things about it. I see people playing it on my friends list. You know, I, like Harry Potter when I was growing up, so I'm like, oh, I really want to play this game, but I have six other games I just started. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing
0: against the actual game itself. It looks great. I just, I, I need to hold off you know i need to i need to get some other shit done first
2: yeah i think if you like harry potter it's really hard not to like this game just Mm -hmm. like the amount of care and attention to detail um in areas to explore in Hogwarts, like still kind of blows my mind running through it like i've spent multiple hours in the castle and i still haven't even come close to like seeing it all like i'm still constantly walking into new new rooms or new segments of the castle and then I'm stopping and spending like an hour there like, oh, look at this.
0: Oh, look at that.
2: Like, <laughs> like oh, that's from the movie. Oh, I remember this from the books. Like, it's really cool how like, kind of like faithful it is.
0: For sure. And I, I do think this is one of those games that we are going to see the percentage for the platinum become really high as time goes on. I just think that it's a very long game and it's relatively new. And and also some of those trophies where you have to play through and get to a certain point with each of the houses It's probably going to be the limiting factor here because most people I would assume are going to be obsessed with it and do everything on one save file and then be like, I'm not going to, why would I do it, you know, why would I start the game again with Slytherin, you know what the fuck, or with Hufflepuff. So I think that's going to be the limiting thing, but I do expect that percentage to rise pretty heavily as the months go on. So, but congratulations Man Cave, congratulations War, on a job well done. Next up, we have JB Trophy Hunter coming in with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is sitting at a 34.02% on PSN profiles and a 3.8% on the app for the PS5 version. I should have put what number plat this is for him. I believe it was number 438 or something like that. Some cr- some crazy number. But JB's been working on this game for a while and had really good things to say about it. I have not played this game. Slugger, I believe you have played this game. Is that correct? You did you platinum this? Yeah,
2: I got yeah. the plat when it came to the the subscription service that's fantastic
0: so you had a good time with this one as well
2: yeah a lot of fun but i'm a marvel junkie it kind of it gave me mass effect vibes the whole time like a almost better playing mass effect
0: okay all right well that's a pretty strong statement there (laughs) yeah I, i don't know if i'll ever end up checking this one out just because so much other stuff going on but i i think this game performed pretty well i remember people were pretty high on it when it came out so Good stuff there. Daryl, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, pretty exciting. What do you think about that?
1: I would like to check it out. When I go to Target, I always see this game there and I'm like just ready to pull the trigger to buy it, but then I see like Ratchet and Clank there. So that tempts me to buy that as well, Elden Ring. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just walk away.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. You got to we got to make some some decisions here with our wallets. It's really wild. <laughs> we are not starved for choice, that's for sure. And last but not least, we have Mr. Collector coming in with Elden Ring. I wanted to just call out, and I I know this was announced a couple different places in news outlets outlets, but I actually found out just from my PlayStation Five home screen there was this like splash ad of like, "Hey, 20 million units sold for Elden Ring," which is absolutely incredible. I think the next closest was Dark Souls Three for them with something like 11 million units, or it might have even been less than that. So. That is a very, very good-selling game for From Software, and I would expect we're going to get single-player DLC on that at some point in the next year or so. Sitting at a forty-two point one five percent on PSN profiles, how fucking nuts is that? Let's just talk <laughs> about that for a second. Elden Ring has a forty-two percent on PSN profiles. It's worth almost nothing in our race. <laughs> I I'm just blown away by it. You know, it's just. It's incredible to me. It's also sitting at, even more incredibly, a 10.8% on the app for this Platinum. That is wild. That is absolutely wild. I mean, we can do the math on that and figure out of the 20 million units sold. What is that? That's 2 million. That's it. That's 10%. 2 million. 2 million people have the Platinum in this game. I guess 20 million is multi-platform. Uh, never, never mind. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, JK. But it's a lot. A lot of people. Mr. Collector, though, well done <clears throat> in on your journey through the lands between you tarnished son of a bitch i hope you enjoyed yourself (laughs) when are you guys gonna play elden ring dude i do not understand yeah
2: i was waiting for it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it'll come after the other like five things that i have lined up in the next month
0: yeah at some point this year i think you guys should check out elden ring and daryl you had your whole mantra of trying to do these FromSoft games this is one you definitely need to get to
1: It's definitely up
0: there. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm
1: behind, man. I didn't know that there's these many copies sold, man. Oh, it's It's wild.
0: Yeah. By the time you get around to it, the single player DLC will be out, so you can kind of probably combo it. You know, there's no doubt that that's coming this year. I have. I mean, if I was a betting man, there's single player DLC coming out, and the question is going to be: FromSoft has done single player DLC with trophies, and they've done single player DLC without trophies. So I'm very curious to see. What the expansion would actually have, I'm not sure if it didn't have trophies if I would go back to it or not, just because I felt like I put such a good like cap on my journey when I finished it. But I do have my character still there, my saves ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm if if it comes out and there's a couple trophies for it, I'm I'm gonna jump back in for sure. So good job, Mr. Collector, on Elden Ring's platinum. All right, and with that, let's get into our Patreon shout-outs. If you like the show and you like what we do, you can go on over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast where you can see multiple different tiers of support, ranging all the way from the $1 tier, the hidden trophy tier, up to the platinum tier, $25 a month. $25 a month will get you an appearance on the show. Gold, $12 a month, gets you custom emotes in the Discord, the ability to write in show questions and shout-out on the show. And the silver tier and up is where you get to write questions for the show, which we'll get into. Shortly. But here we're gonna give our Patreon shout outs. So that's a big special thank you to Maximum Carnage, the Sly G Cooper, Skrillis, Pat the Trophy Hunter, King6969, JB Trophy Hunter, B down, Diego Juan, and gohan 173 Now it's not Gohan, like I said last time. I talked to Mankave, this is Mankave, by the way, in party chat the other night, and he was like, Oh yeah, it's actually not that. It's a it's a Celtic word, which is pronounced a bit differently. So I hope I pronounced it better this time, sir. But thank you all very very much for your support of the show. It really does mean a lot and we are very appreciative of it. So thank you. Okay guys, Patreon submitted questions. King, you submitted a question, King6969 rather, which is specific for Path the Trophy Hunter. So like we talked about in the Discord, we're going to give you that question next time. So the first formal question comes to us from Maximum Carnage. Now, another thing to call out here. He always gives us three different names at the start of these questions right and i'm always like who's who who's who he's come back and said y'all got a fucking pick okay and he didn't say it just like that he's british he's like oh y'all got a fucking pick but whatever he said we have to <laughs> we gotta pick who we are so he says greetings ivysaur war turtle and charmeleon let's see who wants to be what before we go any further you guys have a strong preference on who you want to be
1: I will take one for the team because I feel like between you and Slugger, it's going to be a, a battle for War Torto or Charmeleon. So, I will go with Ivysaur. Oh, interesting. See, wow.
2: I was going to say, you, you seem like an Ivysaur.
1: <laughs> like, like, a, <laughs> yeah.
2: like a tall Samoan guy, like when he yeah. evolves into Venusaur and he's just this big, stocky, beefy dude. I would say more like Executor, you. dude.
0: You're like Executor, bro. <laughs> 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 Big old palm tree looking guy, dude. Hell yeah. Okay, Ivysaur, though, for Daryl. That's good. That's good. I, I, what do you think, Slugger? What What do you prefer between the other two?
3: Mm,
2: I don't, I don't know if I'm cool enough to be War Turtle. I
0: like, think you, you remember
2: are. the War Turtle gang? i no, it was the Squirtle gang. Squirtle gang, yeah. The
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they were, they were cool as shit. I wanted to be a Squirtle in the Squirtle gang. So you want to go uh, War Turtle? That's cool with me. Yeah, I'll go War Turtle.
0: All right, I'll be Charmeleon. <laughs> now, I will say, Charmeleon, probably my least favorite of the three. But his, you know, Charmander and Charizard are sick. Charmeleon, yeah. I always felt like was a little bit underwhelming. Whereas, like, Bulbasaur and Ivysaur, I think, are sick. Venusaur, underwhelming. Squirtle, War Turtle, and Blastoise, I think, is the best overall. All three of those are cool, you know? That's just my two cents. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not.
2: They make early game easy.
0: They certainly do. They certainly you can do.
2: You take Squirtle and go to the the first Rock Gym and just steamroll.
0: Oh man, you take you take Charmander. You're about to get dookied. You go to that gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is hard mode in those games, a hundred percent. And same thing when you played yellow version because Pikachu is like electric types ain't going to do shit to Brock's onyx. You know what I mean? So you ended up. I always ended up catching a Caterpie or something in those woods and trying to get it up to like a Metapod or like you know something like that that could ha- that had some grass damage to deal out, but. We're getting in the weeds here. I wonder
2: wonder if that's a proven thing where like, because I feel like I've always thought that where like green is easy mode or not green, like grass type is easy for the Pokemon games and then water is like your medium difficulty and fire is your hard difficulty. I wonder if there's any truth to that. I would have to look at all the other games.
0: Yeah, I'd have to look at the gym ordering because I don't quite remember if that stays consistent when you get to the later titles, but, and I haven't played one. The last Pokemon game that I played was Moon on the 3ds so it's been a long time and i you know i really should go back to one of those at some point but uh anywho let's get into the question again (laughs) greetings ivysaur war turtle and charmeleon gotta tip the hat to those mid-evo pokemon they get forgotten about way too often we're all very excited to fly the red canadian leaf once again next episode but who else from the discord community would you guys like to see be a guest on the show in the future once this difficulty challenge is finished I'll be on and bring all the profanity. Also, I'd like to point out a total injustice. We live in a world where we can buy platinum trophies, and Demio, the newly released title for PSVR 2, has no platinum. Resolution games. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And I'll agree with you there. That is ridiculous that these games are still coming out with no platinums, especially launch titles for this device. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Now... This is a tough question. I think we all have various different answers here, and um, what I will say, I'm, I'll go first on this, and then we'll pass it to you, Slugger, and then we'll go to you, Daryl. I think for me, Maximum, you kind of said it here. I think you'd be a great guest to have on the show. We have a lot of similar interests in terms of JRPGs, in terms of Resident Evil, and, and all the other things that come along with the the overlap. You play a lot of Last of Us, and you've been a you know gold supporter of ours for a very long time, which we're really appreciative of. So I think... You know, it'd be pretty cool to have Maximum on the show. We'd also get a little bit of the British flair, you know, so he's going to be spelling things with O-U and whatever the hell else is going on, having chips and bangers and mash and all that kind of stuff. So I think it'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. So I would say Maximum Carnage, you're actually my answer for that. But Slugger, what about you? Who would you like to see come on the show?
2: This was a hard one, but I would have to go with my boy, JB, Trophy Hunter. I mean, that's feels like a selfish choice. And it kind of was, we were arguing at the beginning of who is taking who, but um, <laughs> yeah, me and JB have connected a lot over the last couple of months, like hanging out in party chat and talking about trophies and kind of what do we value? Do we value rarity? Do we value completion percentage? Do we care about DLC? Do we not? Like what makes a good profile? He says all the time, like, oh, I'm going to write into you guys about like what makes a good Trophy hunting profile. And I'm gonna save that for when he does come on because we gotta have him on at some point. I think Give he did say he had uh a...
0: yeah, right. Yeah, I think he did say he's got a question for Pat. So he'll probably be writing in for episode yeah. 80 as well.
2: But um yeah, I don't I think he would be a great like guest to have on just from his profile. Like I think his profile is like so diverse. His first trophy was twelve years ago with Back in the Saddle, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. So a 12 year old profile. Oh, my gosh. And let me drop his stats because it's super impressive, similar to Pat's. 505 games played. 495 of those are completed. So he's only got 10 right now that aren't complete. 98.35% completion rating. 270 unearned trophies out of 12,203 earned. Your God. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, like... And he, I mean, he plays a good mix of everything. He's got rare, super rare stuff, uh, like Friday the 13th, uh, Don't Starve Together, that, uh, the Platinum for that game. I know that's a crazy hard game. Little Big Planet, Red Dead Redemption, just some, like, a lot of, like, ultra rares, less than 5%. And he he does dip his toes into the easy stuff. I don't knock him on that. Uh, we've had our, our topics and debates, or not topics, we've had our discussions on that, me and him. Right. And uh, I totally get his point of view he's like look i bust my ass on these hard games i'm gonna do some little gimmies in the middle uh, absolutely
0: and i know a lot of those his like partner plays as well you know yeah like, sh- for like sure. she'll play some of those like point and click adventure games on his profile and stuff like that so
2: yeah but overall i think his profile is like really impressive i like i commend anyone who can sit there and like aim for 100 percent on everything they play because there's so many games where i get like you know, I get close and I'm like, no, I'm not going to like grind an extra hundred hours for one DLC trophy where he's like, no, I'm doing that. Yeah. I need the hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, it's, it's like um, the next level of, of trophy hunting to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. starting to come around to the whole completion thing this year. We've talked about it a lot, but yeah, the first couple of years of trophy hunting, I was like, platinum's it. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Delete, move on, you know? So very
2: cool. Yeah. So he would be my main one. Uh, I did want to give some special shout outs to my runner-up runner-ups uh Smackerly would probably be my second pick. Um I'd love to pick his brain on what he thinks about gaming and trophy hunting in general after becoming a parent. Oh yeah. Since I'm the only yeah, since I'm the only dad on the show. Quinn is another one. She'll go and just grind these like crazy long multiplayer grinds. I'm always super impressed like her split gate 100% like blew my mind. It's like Yeah, I that's can fucking mental, dude. 1000 <laughs> plus wins. And then uh God, who's my last one? Special shout out to King K. Oh yeah. If Daryl doesn't mention him, I love the interaction with him because he always posts Lego games and some easy, easier plats. And then he just casually dropped one day, like, "Oh yeah, I got the platinum in Crash Bandicoot 4. and I was like, mind blown. I'm like, what the, what the hell? (laughs) What do you mean you have the platinum in Crash Bandicoot Four? You don't post those. You post Lego games. Like, so it just kind of, it's cool to see like what how people like vary in their play styles and what they're good at that other people may struggle in and yeah a lot of good guests but i would have to go to my my boy jb yeah
0: that's a great answer i I think all your (laughs) shout outs were good too you know (laughs) i'll quickly shout out as well obviously like Skrillis i think would be funny to have on the show we'd probably get canceled but hey you know that's it is what it is uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah i mean you know i think the way i was trying to digest this question was like you know if we're talking about games that people are experts in like you mentioned king and the lego games if we were all playing a certain lego game for lego game for example to have him on as like an expert or you know someone who can speak to that franchise a lot you know that i think that's really cool or like assassin's creed is another one like where there's just people who who kind of go and and do everything from that so yeah that would be an interesting way to kind of look at it too sort of having subject matter experts come in for various franchises you know Right, Um, right Yeah, but no, good answers. All right, well, Daryl, let's go to you. What do you think for this one?
1: Uh, So I actually had to fact check myself because I know I gave you guys a person in mind, but I actually got that person confused with another person. Oh, so. that's
0: All right, well, it's good we
1: figured that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, So <clears throat> guess I would like to have on the show is Slim Santa 94 Oh, yeah. That profile is so, insane, too. It is. It's up there with JB. He has a 90% completion, so he's got almost at 100%, man. He's definitely up there. Very uh, committed to the trophy hunting lifestyle, but the reason I would like to have have him on the show, because I feel like we kind of share the same mentality with some games, Um, we definitely like these challenging games, these games that just make us want to punch a hole in the wall. And one game that he has played that I was very curious about because I heard a lot of people giving him props for it. And I was like, you know what? What is this game that he's played? And the game that he played that got a lot of traction in the Discord was Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Dear God. So he has the platinum for that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a pretty challenging platinum. You know, just at first glance, I was thinking, oh, wow, that's pretty tough. And people are saying, oh, good job. Good job. But when you look into it a little bit further, out of the 20,671 game owners, there's only 20 people who have this platinum. Yeah, that's wild. So that made me like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's why everyone was like losing their mind when they're like, oh, you got that trophy? No way. Good job. That's insane. <laughs> so me being me, of course, you know, with my... My with my lame Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus Platinum I'm like, you know what?
0: I'll,
3: lame? I'll need it.
1: <laughs>
0: Why not? You, sh- you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'd kill to have that platinum. Are you joking me? I have that game started on my profile too. I'm so fucked. It's Ugh. lame, man. It's lame. I, I need this platinum. So it's I lame!
1: Like...
2: <laughs> That's easy <sighs> mode. Compared to Crypt of the Necrodancer. It's like a 2 out of 10 compared to Crypt of the Necrodancer.
0: Oh, my Lanta. Saying. That cannot be accurate. Dude. I do not believe it.
1: <laughs> I would like to have him on the show. Just to, like, pick his brain. Like, like, what did you do to get that platinum? Yeah. Cause it, it's a very it's a very time invested game, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially for me, because I've never really played rhythm games. They're not really my forte. So... This is, like, something that's going to be a huge challenge for me. I can already see it, but I would like to see, like, what he did to do it, Um, some strats, you know, just experience with that game. Because so I feel like um, there's not a lot of people out there who talk about this game, especially those who have the Platinum. So, be, be a good time just to see his thoughts on that game. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, that is, that's a good call. Good, good call.
2: So, I'm checking his profile. His, like... His profile's insane. Like, he must be a rhythm guy. He has so many Guitar Hero and Rock Band Platinums. Guitar Hero Hits, Rock Band 3, Guitar Hero... I don't know what that one is. Uh, There's a Metallica one. But, like, DJ Hero, Green Day Rock Band. Literally every Rock Band or Guitar Hero game. And all these are less than... They're all, like, 0.2% or less. The dude's Um,
0: feeling the beat, bro. You can't hate him (laughs) for that. Yeah. Elder Scrolls,
2: Super Meat Boy. Oh
0: yeah, that's the other one. He has ESO, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's Ollie Ollie Two, Trackmania Turbo is an insane one. These are this is an insane profile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No big deal, dude. No big deal.
2: Sorry, JB, you're canceled. I'm picking Slim Santa too. (laughs) 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 Yeah, his profile thing says rhythm gamer, so he must he's good at this rhythm shit.
0: Damn. Rhythm gamer, dude, that's a badass title. I gotta give myself a title, you know. <laughs> SpongeBobber. I don't fucking even know. Spon- <laughs> I don't even really know. My my profile has no consistent theme at all. Oh man. All right. Well, very very good. Now now I just feel depressed, you know. Now I just feel like I ain't got shit. Well done. <laughs>
2: you need a niche.
0: I know, I think, you know, I'd like my niche to be Resident Evil games, and I think that is kind of my niche, but I need to go back and yeah. get the, the, like, DLC trophies for a lot of these games. And once I have yeah, that down, then too. I'm... Oh, yeah, Halo is my... But, you know, no reflection of that here on the on PlayStation, so it's an absolute bummer, man. Absolute bummer. But, hey, quick shout-out to Master Chief Collection. You saw I passed 4,000 gamer score on that the other day, so coming along, I'm coming along. Out of how many? 7,000. Oh nice. Yeah, Go so I'm more than halfway, more than halfway. And I got a couple, you know, relatively low hanging fruit <clears throat> achievements to pick up there. So we'll see. I oh you know, I like likely to yeah. get to 5000, maybe 5500 gamer score for that. That's like the ultimate goal.
1: So we'll see how it goes. Slugger, are you still on Slim Santa's profile? Yeah. Look at his trophy cabinet. He has Slim spelled out.
2: Yeah, he got trophies that say Slim. <laughs>
1: it oh my goodness it's spelled slim dear lord that's dear, sick <laughs> that is badass
0: what it's i
2: need insane. to find trophies to spell slugger and make that my trophy cabinet
0: <laughs> yeah holy shit dude wow all right well that that's pretty impressive that's pretty impressive um your <laughs> god all right well <laughs> very good very good thank you for the quest the question maximum i am curious to hear your thoughts on psvr2 as you continue to play that, I know you were probably one of the, I think he's one of the only people in the discord I know that got it, you know, at launch. So when you get some more thoughts on that, type them up. I'm curious to see what you got to say. All right. Next up, we've got a question from man cave central and he asks, are there any plans in the future, in the near future to go to YouTube or streaming? So this is kind of, we talked a little bit before the show about how to exactly answer this. I don't have really a definitive answer for you other than to say that, I would like to do both of these things and we have taken some steps on the back end to make that a potential in the future. There's some work to be done to get that to be the case, but the the ball is starting to slowly roll and I and I think in, in speaking for myself personally, I would very much so like to stream a bit more again. You know, I was pretty consistent with it there when I was doing my uh, professional run of Resident Evil 4 and, you know, the DLC or not DLC, but the uh, the sort of extra campaigns for that for the base version obviously not the remake so i think it'd be fun to get some more of that going on and the last youtube video i posted was when slugger me and Skrillis did our alien isolation roundtable so that's long overdue as well but um yeah i don't know what do you guys like daryl let's go to you first do you have any plans i guess on, on the personal side we'll, we'll leave the sort of like the trophy talk stuff for sort of behind the scenes as we continue to talk about that but do you have any you know plans in the future to, to stream a little bit more or anything
1: like that I've been thinking about this recently. I, I do have a desire to go back to streaming. I had a lot of fun when I was doing it. It's just um, uh, you know, when the time when I was doing, it, I didn't really have enough time so, right. um I would like to go back to it uh, eventually, I just have to think a little have to think a little bit about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see exactly how I want to stream what kind of content i want to put out there obviously, obviously it'll be trophy hunting but i would have to like pick games that i would want to play for fun and to stream as well so right i have to put some more thought into it i think before i was kind of just streaming whatever and uh, that's okay too but if i want to be a little bit more serious i, I would probably pick games or probably games that people you know will want to play as well
0: yeah, that's a good call. I I think for me, it's like Resident Evil is the clear like thing that jumps out. But the problem is inherently as trophy hunters, when we are playing and trophy hunting, and Pat deals with this, I'm gonna be curious to ask him about it next time when he's on. But it's like you're kind of following a guide, and sometimes you're even following a video guide, right? While you're while you're going through and you're playing these games, I don't find that to be. The best content, necessary. Like, I would imagine at least that that's not going to be what people want to watch. Like, you're going to have to see me just sit there and pause for like 30 seconds to a minute while I check my collectible guide and then, like, go. You know, it's like. So I want it to be something that I know well enough that I can just kind of play it organically and just go from there. I mean, the-, the other thing that comes to mind for me from my Xbox, at least, would just be to, you know, stream when I'm playing Halo and going for achievements there. But I don't know. I don't know. I am excited to to try to get back into it a little bit and uh slugger what about you what do you think about this
2: yeah i've always liked the idea of streaming so i don't think i would go the youtube route um but kind of now that i've been sitting here reflecting on it it might be better and you'll see why once i answer because if i go the streaming route it like it's always going to be casual like i'm very much a couch gamer i like to plop down on the couch play on my big screen tv i don't want to like have to like sit at a desk and have a light on me and have my right um like a buy a pc and have my system routed through that which you know routes to the to the tv and like i don't know the whole streaming setup and playing at a desk just feels very i don't want to say uncomfy but um no it yeah, is kind of un- kind of uncomfy and expensive like the whole setup so if i went the streaming route it would probably be very casual like it would be I'm not trying to, like, make a living off this. It would just be, hey, here's for the listeners of the show, maybe some friends or buddies if they want to see what I'm doing at the time. And I definitely wouldn't be trying to, like, make a living off it or anything. Oh,
0: no. Uh, yeah, me neither.
2: <clears throat> but that's where the, I guess that's where I was going to go with the YouTube route. Maybe the YouTube route would work better because I could almost get everything I want out of it, out of gaming, and then do all the editing and uh, stuff on the back end. I know a lot of, like... People do, like, playthroughs where sometimes they give commentary, sometimes they don't. Um, sometimes they have their little face in the box in the corner, sometimes they don't. There's a good variety to YouTube. I guess to streaming there is as well. But I think YouTube, I could get a, a bit more casual with it and then church it up with, like, good editing. Um,
0: yeah, that's a fair point. Because you're right. The, in, the The thing that's always turned me off with the streaming is, like, the investment, like you talked about. I yeah. did have a capture card. And I did do that sort of like my 360 plugged into the capture card, plugged into the PC, the other ones to one monitor, the other ones to the other when I was in grad school. And I did that for a few years, but it's just, you know, that eventually like got outdated. And now with the PS5, I'd have to rebuy a capture card. I need to fucking probably upgrade my PC, get another monitor, get a brand new webcam. You're talking about like probably over a thousand dollar investment to just be proficient in the space or like trying to make some money on it. And I just don't think that that's very, you know, consumer friendly, so to speak. And maybe we're wrong on that. That might be something else to talk to Pat about, you know, is sort of what his setup looks like and kind of how, you know, how that's evolved over time. But I I agree with the YouTube thing. The nice thing is you can stream directly to YouTube from your PS5 and you'll just save the VOD and you can just put it up, you know, it's simple. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you're streaming, you can either stream (laughs) to Twitch or to YouTube from your PS5, whatever you want. And yeah, right? I, knew, I yeah.
2: knew the Twitch streaming option was there. I didn't realize you could send VODs right to YouTube. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> so something to explore. I don't know. We, if I'm playing tonight, maybe I'll fucking turn the stream on. Who, who knows, dude? Had to destroy some kids last night in last of us online, slugger included. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got we had that thing happen, Daryl, where we got matched like we were searching together and they the game like split us up. We were on opposite teams. I don't know why that happened, and then um, Slucker's teammates were just not very good, and, oh I got, and I got lucky with a couple guys who were like pretty decent. So
2: <laughs> there was one, there was a really funny part in that match where we were on opposite teams, and I'm sitting behind this box, and the other team, Colin's team, clearly knows I'm there, like because this dude is like sneaking up to me, yeah, and I'm like, shoot, do I pop out <laughs> and take the shot at him. I don't know where his buddies are, and Colin's like in the back with a sniper, yeah, and this this guy. <laughs> His teammate gets right up next to me at the box and starts circling around. So me and this guy are making laps around this box, and then Colin just picks me off <laughs> yeah. out of the background, like just snipes me <laughs> as I'm having this like cat and mouse game with this dude running around this box. Uh, I was so mad.
0: Yeah, that was that... his
2: little red name pop up over uh, his avatar, and I'm like, you asshole. Yeah, that's right.
0: Like, let me, <laughs> that's right.
2: Let pl- me play my cat and mouse game with this guy. You ruined it.
0: I'm playing with the hunting rifle with a scope, so I'm kind of you know, <clears throat> I'm all over the place. <laughs> i'm all over the place but we're i think we're getting better at that multiplayer i mean it, it was a slower yeah. start the first couple of times we played it i was like oh man i don't know i don't know if we i'm ever gonna be proficient night. we did get some wins yeah Did <clears throat> get some wins and a couple trophies for you which is great so yep daryl we got to get you back in there we played earlier this week but yeah we got to get some uh some more matches in for last of us oh yeah man looking forward to it it's gonna be a good time good time Okay, well, thank you very much, Man Cave Central, for the question. Hopefully, that gave you something to work with. I know we didn't go into the official Trophy Talk content there as much, but just know that we're, we're having discussions and things, things, are, things are happening. We'll kind of update you. I'm not the type of person who likes to talk about something before, at least publicly, before it's like a real for sure thing. You know, I don't like to like hype stuff up and then be like, oh, actually, I didn't do it, you know? So, yeah. Anywho. Let's get into our next segment, which is our PlayStation Roundup from Slugger. So take it away, sir.
2: All right, boys. February's a doozy. Sony, uh, they blessed us this month. They did. All right. I'm going to dive right into it. There's a lot to cover here. I'm not going to go into like Metacritic scores and anything like that. I'll read the big list of games, give some info. We can talk about it after. So on the extra tier, remember we got the essential tier, which is like the old PlayStation Plus. Extra's in the middle. Premium is our premium tier that has the like retro games and PS3 streaming options. So I'm going to start here with Extra, that middle tier. Uh, We got lots of bangers. Horizon Forbidden West, the PS5 and PS4 version. That bad boy will take you... It says 35 hours, 3 out of 10 difficulty. There is some New Game Plus DLC on that. I would say if you're playing this game very efficiently... 35 hours is probably pretty accurate. And that would be like mainlining the story and then cleaning up only trophy-specific stuff. I know when I played this, I spent a lot of time just wandering the world doing tons of stuff that um, isn't required at all for trophies. Okay, Lots of good like side quests in there. So if you're kind of trying to do it all, you're probably looking to add an extra 10 or 20 hours. Uh, Let's see. The Quarry, PS5, PS4 version. That will take you thirty five hours. Two out of ten with a guide. If you're Daryl, it'll take you about twenty playthroughs. Um, <laughs> sixty hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like sixty hours for you, right, Daryl, for that plan. I, th- I remember you saying that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sixty hours. <man. laughs> oh my
0: god.
2: So that's why. Yeah, that's why I caveat that with the guide. That is like you following a guide specifically telling you what to do, so you can do. Uh, or get the platinum in the least amount of playthroughs as efficiently as possible. I'm sure it's not fun for that. I'm sure Daryl will attest to it. You should probably do a blind playthrough on that game first and then trophy hunt. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, Resident Evil Seven, uh, the PS, the PS5 and PS4 version. Oh, I forgot that. Did that get a PS5 version? Can yeah, I it got the mind? it
0: got the free upgrade. Yep, it did.
2: Ooh, that may be one I revisit. Um,
0: Separate trophy list though, obviously. So.
2: That's a good enough game to go through again. Maybe I'll do that in the future when I'm, if there's lull months. But twenty five hours, five out of ten difficulty. I would say there's some parts that are more difficult than five out of ten. But that's me. I suck at these games.
0: Yeah, and also the, I, I'm assuming it doesn't come with all the DLC. So you're gonna have a steamy nope. fifty nine or sixty percent platinum once you're done with that. So yeah, that's, that's where lots I'm Lots of at. DLC
2: in this one. Mm-hmm. And I believe the DLC is much harder than the base game. I don't know the exact difficulty, but I know the DLC trophies are pretty rare. And I don't think it's because people didn't play them. I think there are some very challenging DLC trophies in that list. That's
0: correct, yeah.
2: And then we got uh, Square Enix's Outriders, uh, PS5 and PS4 version. That'll take you about 40 hours, 3 out of 10 difficulty. I played that. It's kind of like Borderlands and Destiny Had a Baby, you can do three player co op, I believe, but very much a looter shooter. It's a good time. I would like. I would. It was a good game. It was nothing amazing, but I think it's worth a playthrough if you have absolutely nothing else to play. Uh, let's see, Scarlet Nexus, the PS five and PS four version as well. That's sixty hours. Two out of ten. I may check that out at some point, but there is lots of other things that are uh, kind of catching my interest before I ever tackle that. Borderlands 3, the PS5 and PS4 version, 45 hours to platinum that, 4 out of 10. Lots of DLC in this one. You're probably looking at like an extra 20 or 30 hours if you go for the 100% in this. Uh, Tekken 7, the PS4 version, that's 10 hours, 3 out of 10. There is some online stuff here. I did a little research into that because I was like, ooh, that's a nice easy one. Uh, But it looks like everything's boostable. So if you got a co-op partner or an online partner that you can boost with, you're probably looking at a three out of 10. Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. I believe this is a Sony exclusive, the Ace Combat series.
3: Yeah, I uh, think it is.
2: That's a 50 hour platinum, seven out of 10 difficulty. So, we're getting some hard stuff in here. There is online in that because I was curious to check that out, but there's a lot of like online grinding and winning matches. And I don't think I would be a good enough dogfighter to get that plat. So, I may check it out on like a side profile just because. I like Planes, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's a, a kind of interesting one.
2: <clears throat> and then Earth Defense Force 5, another one, another series I've always been interested in playing, but I've never Me checked it out.
0: Me too, man. That just uh, looks so grindy, though.
2: Yeah, very grindy. 80 hours, 7.5 out of 10 difficulty, um, which I think is low for this series. I think these games are notoriously pretty difficult and grindy.
0: Yes, they are. And I was
2: reading... I was reading in the forums that this uh the difficulty in this one is like one of the easier Earth Defense Force games. But I like the idea of being a little like stormtrooper dude trying to save cities from thousands and thousands of insect swarms. Sounds neat.
0: Yeah, the thing that's always intrigued me about these is just that they're not very they're it's not like a triple A game. It's it's kind of campy, it's kinda like goofy, you know, the animations are not the best, the textures are not the best. It's just sort of like this. What's that word, Mousseau, right? You're just killing a shit ton of insects, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. It seemed like a good one to do co-op with people. Like, if you had someone or a couple people... Ideally, if you had a couple people who are down to grind this out, that'd be the way to go. But I agree. I've always been interested in this franchise.
2: We know how that grinded out with a couple of people goes. We've oh, learned. Yeah.
0: We've learned... Uh, stay away. Stay away, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a really great game, stay away.
2: All right. Next up, these next three, I believe... They're all Square Enix games and all the same developer. They're kind of a callback to um, old-school-style RPGs. But we got Oni Naki, uh, which is a PS4 game. That'll take you about 60 hours and a 3 out of 10 difficulty. Lost, Lost Spear, which will take you about 45 hours, 2 out of 10 difficulty. And I Am Setsuna, which I keep starting and dropping and starting and dropping me too Um, that'll take you about 35 hours three out of 10 difficulty but if you're looking for some rpg jrpg type of games those three are probably right up your alley and then the last but not least for the extra tier is the forgotten city this has a ps5 and ps4 version that'll take about 15 hours two out of 10 difficulty i do want to call this one out so this game i guess started as a, a skyrim mod and it was like the most popular skyrim mod won a bunch of awards in the modding community. I don't know if they have like a modding award show or how that works, but um, <laughs> I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now. Everything I've heard about it was like the mod was so great that like a developer picked these dudes up and said, hey, let's turn this into an actual game. Um, and that's, yeah, Skyrim mod turned game is what this is.
0: Interesting. Uh, and that's the extra that. tier. Yeah.
2: Guys, got anything to add? Anything Anything you're, you you want to check out, point out, talk about?
0: Daryl, I'll let you go first. I'm looking for something on my profile here.
1: Probably, like, I've always wanted to play Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I would like to check that out. It seems like, you know, since I played the first one, I have to play the second one. Even though it kind of got, you know... We
0: we were not too high on that game when we all played it. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I was was fair with it. I, I actually enjoyed it. I think you were a little bit harsh on on that game i've i've I've...
0: softened as we've gotten away from it for sure but during the first like 20 hours
1: i was like bro this ain't it (laughs) (laughs) this is not it (laughs) yeah i would like to go back to that world i really like you know that game uh resident evil 7 I've, i've played the game platinum but i have not played the dlc so i would like to go back to that game at some point uh, Borderlands 3. That's a game that I would like to play. I started Borderlands 2, but never finished it. But I did want to play Borderlands 3 when it first came out. Uh, Scarlet Nexus was one I was curious about. Um, just because I, I think the, the cover art reminded me a lot of Killzone. And uh, I was like, uh, let me check it out. Just, just for that reason alone. I, don't, I didn't even know what the game was about. It just reminded me a lot of Killzone, just that.
2: Definitely yeah. not Killzone like. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like an anime third person action RPG.
1: What? Oh man. Yeah. Never would have thought.
2: I played the um, demo. It's flashy and fun, but Interesting. I don't know if it I don't know if it was good enough to like hold my interest for a whole playthrough. We'll see.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sixty <clears throat> hours, quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Nothing else really piques my interest. But uh, yeah, I'll hand it off to you, Colin.
0: That's all right. Well, very good. So I agree with Horizon Forbidden West. I am going to play that game. I have it physically on the shelf behind me. It's going to be probably in April now. I really wanted to get to it sooner this year, but, you know, Last of Us PS4 slash remaster kind of came out of nowhere for me and has been taking up quite a bit of time. So things got pushed a little bit. And yeah, so that one I'm gonna check out. The quarry I really want to do, but and and like my wife would love to play this game too, or like you know sit there and watch me play it. But I'm a little turned off by like what you said exactly, which is the guide piece of it, and how if you do a blind playthrough, that time like balloons by another like nine to ten hours probably. So that's a pretty like heavy investment I think for that game. I don't I don't know if it's one I'll necessarily check out. But that, that's interesting. Um, Resident Evil 7, I'm going to do the DLC for. I bought all the DLCs recently, and I have it actually installed on my console currently. So that's going to be coming up. And then the other one I wanted to shout out is I Am Setsuna. I have a very similar relationship with that game to you, Slugger, it seems like, where I've started it, I think, three times, and I get, I don't know, three, four hours in, something like that. Maybe I think the first mm-hmm. time I played it, I got a little further, and... Yeah, I it just, I don't know. And what's really weird to me is when I played it the first time, the reason I bounced off of it is because I hit, like, a massive wall. Like, pretty early on in the story where I went to this area that I thought I was supposed to be, and I was getting, like, fucking one-shot by enemies. And before that, I was, I was, like, doing totally fine, right? Doing the bosses, all that shit. So it, it kind of turned me off, but it is one that I would like to go back to because let me just really quickly verify. Yeah, I have 13% on that. Currently, so it's you know it's one that I should probably go back to and, and clean up. So that that one jumped out to me as well. But that's probably about it.
2: You must have went the wrong way.
0: I must have, <laughs> I, I must have gone the wrong way. I really don't understand. Yeah, I was I was getting absolutely destroyed, and I was just checking the guide. And, you know, three out of 10, I'm like, what? And then it's like, yeah, you can't really go the wrong way. It's a pretty linear experience. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, I somehow, like, got destroyed by this game. But I also don't think I was as proficient of a gamer when I originally played this game as I am now. Like, I think I played a lot more of, like, only FPS games. And now I'm a lot more versed in these types of things. So I I am going to go back to it. I don't know if it's going to be this year or what, but I would like to go clean it up.
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit farther. I got twenty two percent in that. And I've I mean I've played it as recent as like a month ago, but yeah, it's I always like the idea of JRPGs more than playing them. I always say like I always get these like itches where it's like, Oh yeah, I want a good JRPG. I've done it with Persona, I've done it with this, I've done it with Final Fantasy X. And I'll play for like four or five hours and it's like, all right, cool, got my fix. Yeah. Um, because they're almost a—I don't want to call them slow—because I really love JRPGs. Like I really want to smash through *Legend of Dragoon*, but something about it, like the late nights when I play, you get the heavy dialogue, turn-based battles. Like I get so sleepy mm-hmm. playing these games. Like, yep, they just put me right to bed, like reading a good book. And maybe that's a good thing. But
0: um, I mean, and this not... one I think is a little bit <laughs> less egregious in this, but I—I I just think they're too fucking long. That, that's what yeah. I think. In general, they could probably be half the length. And, and then it would be like, okay, cool. Like, I'm down for a 40-hour adventure. I'm not down for an 80 to 100-hour adventure. And most yeah. recently, I felt that way with Star Ocean, where it's like, I'm seriously 97% of the way through the campaign on that game. And I just have not felt compelled to go back and even just get the couple end-of-game trophies. You know? It's, I don't know why. Like, I kind of got my fix. I put, like, 34, 35 hours in, and I'm just like, eh. Yeah. All right. I'm good. So... I, I agree. I agree.
2: Alright, cool. That was the extra tier. This is the premium tier. I'm not going to hit uh, difficulties or time or, or anything on most of these um, since they're so fresh, but we got Legend of Dragoon, PlayStation 1 uh, or a uh, re-release. Not mm-hmm. re-release, but you know, retro game. Um, no good stats on that yet. Just came out. Wild Arms 2 is in the same boat, but Kind of excited that that's there because I have Wild Arms 3 on PS4 and now we have Wild Arms 1 and 2 on the PS1 or well on the PS5 now so I can check both those out. That'd be a cool series to play through. Both of those games have trophies. They also gave us Harvest Moon Back to Nature. I don't believe this came with trophies but I know Harvest Moon is a really like beloved franchise a la Animal Crossing and what's the other farming game? Listeners are going to hate me what's the main one stardew valley there you go um that style game they've never really clicked with me personally but i know people like love that stuff uh yeah just check no trophy
0: no trophies for that one unfortunately but they could get patched in later it's it's possible
2: yep and then very randomly uh they also gave us destroy all humans which was the ps4 remake uh because there was a port destroy all humans this is the the remake one so the better graphics, better gameplay. I think they might have t- tweaked a little bit of things here and there with gameplay. Um That guy I do have info for that is a fifteen-hour platinum, four out of ten. I know Skrillis and the Discord really loves these games, so maybe worth checking out if you're on the premium tier looking for something to snag in there. Mm-hmm. That's it for February. They have released the March games early. I'm not going to cover those until the next episode because similar to this, there's just they gave us everything all at once, so it'd be too much to cover. Right, but Yeah, next episode we'll hit all the March stuff and go from there.
0: I think that this month is very (laughs) strong, I guess, is what I would say is sort of my closing thoughts on this. Like, these are a lot of really good games, and I think it's great. When the premium service launched, Legend of Dragoon was one of the games that people were kind of talking about and saying, like, oh, hopefully this comes, hopefully this comes, hopefully it gets trophies. And they did it. And Wild Arms 2 being there, I think, is great as well. I'm a little confused as to this Destroy All Humans PS4 version. Like, that seems fucking weird to be in there with those three PS1 games. Yeah, it's random. <laughs> very, very random. Um, if it was the other version, I could understand it a bit more, but I don't I don't really get it. And the other thing to point out, it's a lot of Square Enix games. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. A lot of speculation going on there. But, uh, yeah, I think overall a pretty strong month from PlayStation. I would agree. Cool, cool. All right, man. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate the roundup. Hopefully, you listeners yep. found that enjoyable as well. If you're going to check some of these out, let us know You know, in the comments, or I'm sure we'll see you play some of these in the Discord and posting them, but some good stuff there. All right, so let's get into the main here, our trophy list reviews for episode 79. We've each picked a trophy list to kind of go over and discuss, and I will. I'll, I don't mind going first if you guys are okay with that, and then maybe, Daryl, we can go to you second, and then Slugger have you finish us off there at the end sure with me how you guys feel okay cool cool well right on so i'm gonna be talking about atomic heart now this game (laughs) i think this is a very strange one where i was kind of looking forward to this game i it was one of those like sleeper hits for me where it's like am i actually gonna pick this up on the sly maybe not say anything it looked pretty interesting now this is developed by mundfish which is a russian studio Uh, So it's kind of, you know, we don't get a lot of those games over here. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Published by Focus Entertainment is a shooter role-playing game, kind of adventure game. I think similar to Bioshock. That's what, from the gameplay that I have watched over the last couple days and from the trailers, that's sort of the vibe that I got. It released on February 21st for PS5 and for PS4. So, you know, it's a pretty new release. I'm looking specifically when I'm talking about statistics for this, I'm looking at the PS5 version. So the game has a Platinum. Yay. It has three gold trophies, eight silvers, and 30 bronzes. Not too bad. I am okay. I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good distribution there. You know, it's a big thing for me. I, I like that. There's not too many bronzes. They, they kind of kept it in check a little bit, which I'm happy about. Now, the player data is where things start to get interesting. And unlike some of my other reviews where I'm kind of going more specifically into the artwork or the trophies and the naming conventions, I think there's a bigger discussion to be had about this game in general because here's the scoop okay this has 474 game owners but somehow 506 recent players zero platinum achievers zero okay now there's a number of trophies that are glitched a number of them and if you look at the threads in PSN profiles or, or all over the place there's there's a lot of people talking about this and there's also just People talking about how the performance, or rather, not the performance, just the overall design philosophy of the game might be kind of shit. Okay, so let's let's get into it a little bit. So there are five trophies I wanted to call out that have zero percent on PSN profiles. And some of them are very odd. They don't seem like things that should be glitched. It kind of reminds me of Mafia 2 when that came out, the definitive edition there was a trophy to, I believe it was, I could be getting the number wrong, but something simple like like kill 25 enemies, right? And that was the trophy that was bugged. And I'm like, how do you get this bugged? This is so simple to test. Like This is something that everyone should get. So let's go. Here are the 0% trophies. The first one is called Chemist. It's a bronze trophy, and it is to craft consumables of all types, of which there are only six. So again, This should be something that is very easy to catch and to QA, like test and and fix. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that one being glitched. The next one is called Apple Pie, which is a bronze trophy to pick all the apples in limbo. There are 98 apples, apparently, that you have to pick. This one, zero, you know, there's tracking for all of these, by the way, but they don't seem to be working, and again, no one has these trophies. The third one is called the Necromancer, which is a silver trophy to talk to every dead, a little bit weird grammatically there. That's literally what it says. There's some there's some every of this dead. there's some of this going on where there's some Russian Yeah it doesn't seem like they really looked this over too closely. So talk to every dead is 46 dead, apparently, to talk to. There is a more than profit trophy, which is a silver trophy to find all ludigans. That's spelled very strangely, but I double checked that. There's 24 of those to find. That one's bugged. And then there's another one that's bugged called Triple Penetration. It's a porno because it's a Russian game. It's a bronze trophy to kill three or more enemies <laughs> with a single railgun shot. Again, pretty simple to test and bug fix some of these. So if you're getting into this game, just keep in mind that right now the platinum is unobtainable because of these these particular trophies here, as well as what I'm going to get into, which is that the game just seems to be not very tuned or geared towards trophy hunters, where the map system's horrible, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get into it. Um, I did also want to point out, though, that in terms of maybe beneficial sort of glitches going on with the game, these feel more common nowadays, but there is a difficulty glitch or exploit that you can do where you can play the game on easy and you make a save right before I have the name in the the show notes. I'm not going to say it, but you make a save before a certain boss fight and then you can change the difficulty to the highest difficulty, beat the boss and you will get the trophy for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. So you can take advantage of that. Right now, on the current patch, that might get patched out, and maybe that patch will also fix the trophies, in which case you're all kinds of fucked, because you maybe went and did the difficulty, and now you got to go back and do it a second time to get all the collectibles. Who knows? It's all over the place. So those are sort of the glitches that are currently going on with the game. And I think we talked about this in the Discord, but this is a very uncommon occurrence. We had a post from Power Picks, which we all know. They make guides. They're, they're usually very well done, and they usually come out pretty close to when a game launches uh, that kind of walk us through the platinum journey. Now, PowerPix, in their their statement, described the game as a miserable experience, quote-unquote, with no good way to organize the map in such a way to see the collectibles or which ones you are missing. Areas are not named, and some trophy tracking is not working properly at all. So as a result, they canceled the trophy guide for this game. I don't remember an experience like this ever occurring before with power picks but i wanted to quickly ask you slugger if you remember anything like this happening because you've been trophy hunting for longer than i have this seems like a pretty big damning statement from power picks about this game
2: yeah i mean i've never seen him go like public saying hey we're not gonna cover this game and make such a bold statement there's definitely tons of games power picks doesn't have guides for but like with high profile games like this they normally cover them and i've never seen such a like I said, a bold statement of like, nope, this is trash. We're not wasting our time,
0: <laughs> right? And there is a couple people in the Discord who are like, oh, is it because the game's like Russian or something that they're not covering it, and this is like a cover up? I don't think so. Based on the forums and, and the sort of discussion threads that I was reading about the game, for example, like the newest one that just got put, <laughs> put up 43 minutes ago on PSN profile is Atomic Heart a finished game? Question mark Like there, there's something fundamentally wrong. With the game in that it just doesn't seem to have a lot of the modern sensibilities that you would expect from a game like this, that because of that, like those things tend to lend themselves towards making trophy hunters lives easier, right? With collectible tracking on the map or quest tracking on the map or being able to backtrack or knowing which area you're in. That seems like a pretty basic thing, right? Having a named area on the map. None of that seems to exist for this game. And as such, it's sort of a two-pronged thing here, where I think because Power Picks is not doing a guide for it, and because PSN Profiles doesn't appear to have a guide for it up yet, that combination with the Glitch trophies means that the Platinum Achievers for this, I think, is going to be pretty damn low. And I was just thinking of this thought exercise where it's like, I wonder how much this affects like what the overall number of the Platinum will be, because It's pretty rare that there's like no guide out for a game, right? That has like that tells you how to get the platinum. I think we might be somewhat spoiled as trophy hunters now, where it's like, oh, I can just wait and there's going to be a guide and they'll just tell me how to do it and I don't have to do shit. Mm -hmm. I don't have to research it, whatever. That's not going to be the case if you want the platinum in this game. It's kind of going to be you experimenting, trying to figure out exploits. Some people have already found exploits to make some of these trophies not the ones I mentioned that are still at 0%, but some of the other ones pop, which appar- apparently were also a little bit glitchy. So this is a little bit of uncharted territory. So I wanted to get all of that sort of out of the way first at the front of the discussion because I just don't recall a situation like this really ever occurring with a with a newer game that was hyped up and supposed to be... I, I think people were really looking forward to this like in some circles because it had a really strong Bioshock vibe, as I noted. So... Some weird stuff going on. Um with that. I have a quick food oh, yeah. for thought,
2: really, really fast. Yeah, go ahead. I've go noticed ahead. I've noticed more and more looking at this list, the games that use this new like PS five trophy tracking, I feel like more often than not are having glitched like tracking, which is causing glitched trophies. Like I remember it happening with Borderlands and it happened with us on Aliens and Arcade to get in. It seems like developers are like really struggling to like incorporate the backend system tracking that displays on PSN profiles to tie with the trophies. I wonder if there's something new there that's like not working well behind the scenes, but that's all speculation. Just thought, just food for thought.
0: No, I agree. And I think when I, <clears throat> I talked to JB about this a bit as well, I think in my opinion, the the thing that seems likely is that because there is a PS4 version, which does not have this functionality, Like PlayStation is in a unique situation where they are going to have two trophy lists, one of which has this functionality, one of which does not, one of which has like helps and hints and whatever. One does not, right? When you're playing on PS4 and these are kind of merged together and the developers are making their trophy list sync with kind of both of these systems where if you look at Xbox, you might get a series S version, right? Or you might be playing a series S version, quote unquote, or you might be playing the series X version. It's the same achievement list there is no distinction on their on their back end as to as to how that works. And so I'd be really curious for these games that are multi-platform. I got to do some research on this if there's as many glitches on the Xbox side of the ecosystem with this tracking as there is on PlayStation because I think that it has to do with this sort of like multi-version approach that they're doing. So that's that's yeah, that's, that's sort be. of like my uh my pie in the sky idea, but again, I got to look at it some more. So yeah um okay so a little bit more about the actual trophy list itself so trophy artwork for the game i think is a bit boring but i would say that the actual pictures themselves are are pretty interesting and varied so there's a color scheme to this it's all red black and white for the trophy artwork and uh so so again the the pieces of artwork themselves are varied and cool but the actual color palette remains the same but what is cool and what I do like is that they have steered away from this sort of more formulaic approach recently that we've seen, where bronze trophies have a bronze outline, silvers have a silver, and golds have a gold. They've done away with that, which I'm, I think is a little bit refreshing, and uh, have, have chosen to do, you know, some some different sort of like artwork and uh, and little vignettes here for us. And and actually, there there are some really cool looking creature designs in these. I don't know if these are common enemies or uncommon enemies or bosses necessarily, but. A few of them have really eldritch-looking, almost kind of reminds me of the Surge, and specifically the Surge Two, like artwork that I've seen with some of these like enemy designs. Uh, so I, I think that's pretty cool. And they they do have some pretty funny trophy names. So there's like really two that I wanted to just kind of call out up front. One of them is called Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a, a bronze trophy to get drunk with vodka and kill five enemies. How Russian does it get? You know what I'm saying? Like that's pretty yeah. fucking Russian. Also reminds me of a trophy in Bullet Storm where you had to get drunk and kill a certain amount of enemies. So kind of a little bit of a little, you know, nostalgia trip there. Um, and then there's also one called Hands on the Hood, which is a bronze trophy to hit 20 enemies with a car. I don't actually know if you can drive the car or if you throw it, like telekinesis or what, but, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. We already talked about triple penetration, killing three or more enemies with a single railgun shot. Um so, so yeah, there, there is sort of this gambit of of kind of miscellaneous stuff in the game. On top of just beating the various bosses, there's a difficulty-related achievement, there or trophy rather, there's um, a crafting kind of stuff, crafting all the weapons, upgrading all the weapons, collecting consumables, collecting more actual collectibles, so to speak, talking with NPCs, you know, so it kind of runs the gambit. And it's a little unfortunate that there's a lot of these trophy glitches, because I would say that I think the list is sort of varied and well-written overall. I might have a problem with some of the grammar or some of the spelling for some of these things, but I like that it's asking you to do a lot of miscellaneous combat trophies. That's something I really enjoy. Like, make me use the systems, make me actually experiment with combat and not just kind of get narrowed in on, like, I'm using a shotgun and one spell, you know, and that's it. So... We have things like the trophy called Avatar, which is to kill 10 burning enemies, 10 electrified enemies, and 10 frozen enemies. Um, There's one to, you know, this is weird again on the wording, make 25 aimed headshots with the Makarov pistol. I think it should just be get 25 aimed headshots, but whatever. Um, Use telekinesis to throw an object and knock down an owl, not an actual animal. It appears to be a robot, by the way, so don't get mad at me out there for animal cruelty or anything like that. You know, creating all the different types of weapons, etc., etc., you only appear to have to upgrade one skill tree all the way, so that's pretty cool. I don't exactly know how many there are, but they've taken that approach of you don't have to do 100% of that. You just kind of have to pick one and uh, really go to town on it. And then the same thing with uh, a trophy called the Great Inventor, which is to upgrade a weapon to the maximum level. So I don't think that you're going to have to really fully, fully upgrade all your gear. You can kind of pick you know, a loadout that you want to all in on but you'll, you will need to go and do these, these miscellaneous things on the side. So I think that's really all I had to say about it. It's a sort of a quicker sort of review, but I just found it so interesting because of the sort of situation that's going on with Power Picks and just with how glitched this game is at launch, where, yeah, it still has zero Platinum Achievers. And let me just, before I put egg on my face, let me double-check the PS4 version as well. Yeah, zero Platinum Achievers... Over there. So, who knows when this will be fixed? If this is something that you're curious about playing, I would highly recommend that you wait at least a month, maybe two. Sometimes these glitch trophies take quite a long time to to actually fix. You know, looking at you, Knockout City, or some of these other more recent games that have come out. So, yeah, that's Atomic Heart in a nutshell. I was initially interested in this game. I am no longer interested in it really at all, at least for the time being. You guys have anything you want to add or any questions about the game?
2: I don't know. I This will be when I play on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> on Game Pass. But I personally kind of like the trophy artwork.
0: Oh, I do too. I guess,
2: like, I, yeah. I get what you're saying about it all using the same colors, but I, I think the images they use are really cool.
0: That, yeah, maybe I didn't convey that well enough. That I feel the same way. I think the artwork is cool. The <clears> color, <throat> color scheme is a little bit boring and bland. Um, but that's okay. I mean, having red is a pro- predominant color when it's a Russian game and the game takes place in sort of an alternate history Russia that makes sense right um so it's kind of it's kind of thematic in in keeping with that so um this
2: is their first game right
0: I believe so I believe so yeah
2: this may be one where I like I personally wait a year or two and kind of let all the bugs or issues get fixed and patched and before I go check it out because I'm definitely interested in it I really I think The idea of it is really cool. I love Bioshock esque games.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But yeah, I don't want to dive into like a broken experience when there's already so many other like good, complete experiences I can play right now. Um, So I would love to, love to check it out, but it'll, yeah, I'll probably go patient on it and wait.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good call. Uh, I, I also just wanted to call out while I was looking at this in recent players, Lee War from our Discord is up on the board for the PS4 version so
2: yeah he'll get he'll get the first plat
0: currently sitting at 51 percent it looks like someone has 76 percent on the ps4 for recent players and on the ps5 uh someone uh, someone does have 81 percent in the game so yeah but yeah. still those well, we'll those ones to, that are at zero so
2: we'll have to ping leroy, leroy, leroy jenkins see what he thinks
0: yeah yeah i i am <laughs> curious about it but um Another thing that goes in its favor, it doesn't just say, you know, Platinum Trophy for the Platinum title. It's actually got its own title. It's got a you know, pretty unique-looking Platinum image, I think. And, uh, yeah, Daryl, do you have anything you want to add or or discuss with Atomic Heart?
1: Not really. I think after your spiel on it, you've kind of made <laughs> very afraid of this game. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I didn't have any inclination to play it, but after you talking about it, I definitely might want to stay away from this game. <laughs> I,
0: I just, I mean, so it's, it's not even that it's like a, you know, a mid-tier priced game either. It is $70. So I think that that's important to keep in mind. Like, I'm going to pay $70 for a brand new release. It needs to work. Um, and I expect it to have things like, you know, a functioning map. And in a way a way to filter what I've collected and not collected in the game, you know these kinds of things. And it's entirely possible that because you like you noted Skrills or Skrills, sorry Slugger, <laughs> that it's a, it's their first game from Mundfish that they maybe just didn't have some of these considerations in mind. But I kind of find that hard to believe uh, because this is still a AAA title, quote unquote, and it's published by Focus. So who where's the buck stop? Like who's coming around and going like Yo, you don't have a fucking name of this area on your map what yeah you know like, like these are these are a little bit unexcusable i think even if the concept does seem really cool and i agree with you on that Lugger, so
2: you're in russia that's all you need to know
0: you're in russia that's it dude <laughs> who cares where everything
2: else is named you're, exactly. you're in russia
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> so all right well cool thanks guys that's what i've got for atomic heart let's pass it over to you daryl for uh your trophy list review
1: Yeah, so I will be talking about Deliver Us Mars. So this is a sequel to 2018's Deliver Us the Moon. And just to give you a little synopsis about what this game is about. So this comes directly from the video game's website. So Deliver Us Mars takes place 10 years after the Fortuna mission. Humanity is closer than ever to extinction. After a mysterious distress call from Mars... Join the Sephirot and its crew as they journey to the Red Planet and seek to recover the Ark colony ship stolen by the mysterious Outward. And with them, ensure the survival of the human race. Mm. So, that is uh, that was pretty interesting when I read that. Yeah, know? it's cool. And honestly, Colin, when I talked about this with you yesterday, I really did not have a game until like a few days ago to talk about for this episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> there were some games I wanted to talk about, but I felt like they were too old. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, the newer one, I felt like that was a game we probably should have talked about, but I felt like that game's been out for some time now. So, what I did to prepare for this show, and this is one thing I've never done before, so I went to PSN Profiles. I don't know how long this feature has been there, but the, at the very front of the page, they have new trophy lists there. I've never seen it. Uh, you know, I normally I don't really look at the PS, PSN profiles homepage. I just like Google like the game I'm searching for, and then just type in P S N profiles after. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty neat feature, and this is how I found Deliver Us Mars because I, I saw it there, and I was thinking I remember a game. Being called Deliver Us the Moon. Now I was curious if they were the same. And you know I found out that they were. So decided to go with this game. Uh, so a little fun fact about this game. The developers who happened to be brothers. They drew inspiration for Deliver Us Mars from their grandfather. Who had like a deep fascination with outer space. And I read on another website that he also built telescopes. So a lot of the inspiration came from him. And for movies like 2001, The Space Odyssey, and Interstellar. And for me, when I looked at this game for the first time, it screened Interstellar for me. I remember watching that movie and seeing this game. It reminded me a lot of that movie. So, developer, Kale Kin Interactive. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, very strange name. You know, there's a lot of strange developer names out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of them. Uh, Publisher uh, is Wired Productions. So this game is an adventure, indie, action, science fiction game. And it's available on PS4 and PS5 as of February 2nd, 2023. So came out not too long ago. But one thing that stood out to me when I looked at the PSN profiles for this game is the player base. So the player base is very low. Yet. Deliver Us the Moon, the three different versions, the PS4 version, PS5 version, and even the Japanese version, the player base for that game was over 19,000. But wow. yeah. for this game, the North American version, European version, and the PS5 version, only 320 owners for this game. Yeah, that so is pretty low. Damn, okay. It's a very huge discrepancy you know, between I think the two. Deliver Us
2: the Moon got a big bump Um, because it was, like, one of the launch games on the new subscription service when Sony switched over. So I wouldn't be as surprised if a lot of people, like, played it there for the first time. I know I did.
1: Yeah, so I I think that number will go up over time. But I think the reason why is just, you know, like you said, Colin, this year's just stacked with video games. So I wouldn't be surprised if this game just happened to fall through the cracks. You know, people are probably expecting, like, hearing news about, you know, other games coming out, Resident Evil 4 or, or, you know, some other bigger name title, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, oh, wait, that game came out? Right. So it'll probably go up over time.
0: It does appear that they're based out of the Netherlands, by the way. I'm just looking at their company website right now. So, yeah. Netherlands team.
1: Interesting. Nice. Got a Russian developer and now we're in the Netherlands. hmm All over the world. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. So, Colin, I have proclaimed you Jarl Kohoven. I (laughs) am bringing to you you the trophy distribution for this game. My offering to you is one platinum, five golds, 11 silvers, and 17 bronzes. Ship
0: it, baby. Let's go. That's what I'm talking (laughs) about. (laughs) Yes. You know, who needs more than that? Why do you need more than 34 trophies? I don't understand. I don't understand. (laughs) These guys get it. Kiyoken, I'm on to you, dude.
1: I'm wise to you guys. Yeah, so it's a a very good distribution. I thought you'd be happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. So, gameplay-wise, you're looking at a 3 out of 10 difficulty, 6 to 10 hours, 1 playthrough, 0 missables, chapter select. So, they continue to do the right thing. You know, good distribution, um, a good filler game between your longer time invested mm. games um I think on that information alone I really wanted to play the game just because yeah. I'm looking for some smaller games in between like some bigger games I usually play this would be a good filler game absolutely let's see So artwork for this game so artwork when I immediately saw it, it reminded me a lot of Fallouts artwork. It's very simple, very cartoony. You know, they they just keep it basic, man. And I honestly, I feel like some trophy lists do it that way, and it doesn't really resonate with me. But I feel like this one, it's the exception for some reason. I just like it, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, it's funny that you said that because I thought the exact same thing when I pulled it up. I was like, oh, it kind of reminds me of Fallout. So that's cool. Uh,
1: so the other thing is, uh, so. There's an assortment of colors at display. You know, there's a lot of colors going on. And I think that was done intentionally um, to represent like the different trophies we normally see in like other lists. So colors, you see green, yellow, blue, and red. And I think all of them are grouped by colors depending on what the trophies are relevant to. So we'll kind of go over each one, kind of talk about it and um yeah just go over that so first one are the green trophies so you'll see a lot of the artwork that are green these are obviously the collectibles so objects of interest comics holograms talks, these are all things that are related to the green trophy artwork so these are your collectibles in the games and there's three in there that are Rel- related to the story profiles so this is one of those games where there's no guide anywhere i didn't see a guide on psn profiles i didn't see one on power Picks. Mm-hmm. i saw one on other like websites but nothing really gave me a clear description of what the story profiles were so i looked at the game before Us the moon and they had one that was pretty similar to the story profiles and in the deliver us the moon they had these Astral Tool dossier profiles. So I think those are pretty much the same, just different naming convention. But the profiles, judging based on, like, the picture I put on the notes, just so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Slugger, you already know because you played a game, but for Colin, yeah. um, the database has <clears> all these <throat> profiles. So the profiles pertain to, like, different, like, events that are taking place in the game. You know, current, past, future. Uh, so... A lot of these profiles might deal with like uh, the space mission or maybe members in the crew or maybe current events that have taken place on Earth. And these collectibles you're picking up, objects of interest, holograms, talks I think they shed light on these different profiles and they kind of expand on the story and they kind of help to make the story a little bit bigger in, in a way. So I think that's what these story profiles are, is that all of these collectibles are just an expansion of the story. Okay, yeah. So green collectibles, yellow, uh, which I will talk about now. These are like the miscellaneous quests. So there's a few of those in the game. And, you know, a game we just talked about recently, A playtale Innocence. So one of the trophies found, play hide and seek. You'll see a lot of trophies like that in this game. So uh, one trophy is who waits five minutes seriously. Play the waiting game with Ryan. Climb your first wall. Uh, there's one for uh, finding finding all of the NASA rovers. So there's some extra stuff you can do that's not related to the story. But you know us trophy hunters, man, we're going to do everything. So... <laughs> um, yellow trophies are just for the miscellaneous things and the blue blue trophies so the ones with the blue artwork these are the story related ones just looking at the trophy description you clearly tell these are related to the story Mm -hmm. um but the other cool thing about it is just the artwork so if you see the artwork the the ones for the green and the yellow it's just different artwork you know nothing really related you couldn't really see what the whole thing was that kind of tied these trophies together but the blue one has is bear on it and it's in all of the blue artwork yeah so the cool thing about it is that this moon bear is supposed to be symbolic of the protagonist who is kathy johansson she's the main uh, person in this game that you play as And her nickname in the game given to her by her father is Moonbears. So this Moonbear you see in all of the artwork for the blue color trophies. And it's just a cool way to just depict her progression through the story.
0: That's kind of cool. I like that. Nice touch. It is, right?
1: And for the last one are the red color trophies. So the red ones, these are just the challenges there's different uh, trophies where you have to complete like maybe a section or an action within a certain time frame, and there's even one where you have to complete a section with no damage. So these are like the challenges, you know. Red's very uh, symbolic of that, just challenging things. And I like the cats on a-
0: there too. I must admit, they're they're getting me with these cats, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I because I have an all black cat and this cat and these these uh, trophy images is pretty pretty cool.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty neat trophy list. It, it, it does everything well so far. Trophy studs. These are just trophy uh, things that I, I would like to call out that I liked. Um Some things that are, you know, the trophies reference a lot of things in other movies, you know, media, stuff like that. So the three green trophies that I talked about that were, were related to the story profiles. I like the artwork. Just very simple So piecing the story together, the this is just for completing your first story profile. So the image in that one is just an open book with the just one panel in there. Uh just the beginning of the story, nothing much has really happened. But in the second one, once you've completed four story profiles, that trophy is called as the story unfolds. And the image there is the same book open, but now you have other things going on. There's more panels in there. So the story is just starting to pick up. And the last trophy is where you complete all eight story profiles, and it's called Curiosity Didn't Kill the Cat. Same book, but now it's closed, so the journey has now ended. I really like that progression of the story, mm-hmm. just to see it at different stages. And let's see, when Ace met Ayla, that's a, that's a shout-out to Pixar's WALL-E for sure. Oh, 100%. Nice. Yeah, really? Nice. <laughs> I really liked that movie when I first watched it. That was years ago. So when I first saw that, I just thought of that movie. And let's see. Shai Halud. Yeah, I'm glad you called this one out. (laughs) So for for Doom fans out there, this this should be a cool trophy for you. Cool Easter egg. As soon as I saw that, I was like, is that referencing something? It has to be. So luckily it did. Shai Halud. Not Shia LaBeouf. Shai Halud. Yeah, um,
0: dude, this fucking <laughs> this artwork is amazing on there,
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dope. Yeah. And lastly, but not least, I really enjoyed all the cat puns. You know, for the red challenges, there is some, like, there's one green as well, for, but for mostly, uh, the red challenges all have these puns and they're just referencing the main character. So cats always land on their feet, quit like a cat. You know, I, I like that. And especially in this day and era where now we everyone's being, you know, exposed to the Last of Us T V show. You know, they're getting a lot of these pun jokes and stuff like that. So the time here is pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh let's see. And that's pretty much it. I have nothing else to really say about this game. I think trophy the trophy list for this game was done well. I think it really hit all the checks. And um yeah, if you guys are really interested in this game, Deliver Us Mars, like I said, is available on PS5, PS4 for $29.99. But if you're a nut like me and you can't play games out of sequence, Deliver Us the Moon is also available on PS5 and PS4 for $24.99. And if you have the PS Plus Extra subscription, it's also available in that catalog as well.
0: Okay, yeah. I was actually just going to ask you about that. So that's. Pretty cool. And I'm trying to find the review for Deliver Us the Moon. I think, weirdly enough, it got a 9 out of 10 on Steam, but then it got, like, 71 on Metacritic overall. And it's just, there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. And then Deliver Us Mars only got a 6 from IGN, which, again, doesn't mean anything because I Platinum SpongeBob, the Cosmic Shake, which got a 5. So, <laughs> but it's just, uh, I'm just kind of curious. I th- it looks like the game's going to be kind of niche in that, like, if you like sci-fi and you like those, inspirations of 2001 a space odyssey and interstellar then you you probably would really dig this game you know it it looks really cool and i think that the trophy list like you said is is really really well done actually like someone who knows trophies and understands like lists put this together you can tell oh yeah yeah
2: yeah you'll you'll really want to play the first one on this very story heavy okay type of game so The concept of it is cool like the general gist of the first one is like earth is ravaged with like you know the global warming effect and nothing sustainable so they built this moon base to like harness the sun's energy and like beam uh, i guess almost like better solar and they would like and they use the moon as like a an extra little jump there so I may be saying it wrong, but I'm pretty sure they they caught the sun's energy, like the solar, and then beamed it back to Earth off the moon, um, just for like a stronger effect. But yeah, it may have been something else. It was it was cool. It was like kind of interstellar, like, hey, the Earth's gone to shit. We need to get our energy from the stars. So, and hmm. you're out there saving the day.
0: Interesting. Okay, I would. <laughs> al- I should just also call out too, because uh, you guys have got me curious. The uh, deliver us the moon apparently, well, maybe they fixed it, actually. It looked like it had some issues when it first came out. I just want to just say that there is a thread going around about how there was some areas that weren't working properly. It was one of those games that, like, initially like, was not on the list of ones that would work on PS5, and then they, they brought it to that, and some people were saying it went to black screen a few times, and they had to restart their system and all this other shit, but that was about a year ago, so maybe that is fixed now, but just as a call-out, that might be something that you might have to deal with but uh but yeah i'm intrigued certainly this looks like a i, really played, cool the
2: PS, game. I played the ps5 version of deliver us the moon and had no oh issues. so okay thought it was
0: good call good call
2: yeah it was uh like daryl said really great like weekend either a weekend game or something you pop and play in between like two bigger experiences like you can knock it out in like two three days awesome
0: okay very cool very cool well, uh, yeah, that's great. Thank you, Daryl, for for sharing that with us. Hopefully, that was cool for you guys. I was I'm pretty impressed by that list, I have to say. And you see what color does to a trophy list? Some variance, some theming. Atomic Heart. You see what happens there when you do that? <laughs> any sort of connective <laughs> tissue, because Atomic Heart didn't have any of that. No theme, no rhyme, no reason. Ooh. Yeah,
2: you're gonna love you're gonna love my games.
0: All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Slugger, what do you got for us?
2: All right, hop in the time machine. We are mm. going to 1860 um, <laughs> with Like a Dragon Ishin. Isshin. Uh, I'm, I'm happy I got to review this list. I'm happy I'm on the show. I get to talk about it because I friggin' love Yakuza games. I say all the time, if I had to pick one series to play for the rest of my life, it would be these games because they got it all. But oh, man. this game is very unique because this was released... Uh, I believe on I don't know if there was a ps3 version but there was a ps4 version um, way back in 2014 that only released in uh, on the Asian store and it was never like localized even if you like switched your storefront and downloaded it like there was no English anywhere in the game so you could still play it but good luck if you don't know how to uh, like read Japanese. <laughs> But yeah, this game uh finally got remastered, ported over to the PS5, just released here um, shoot, what's it been? About a week? week it came out two? on
0: the 22nd, it says.
2: Thank you, sir. So It's been out three days at the time of recording. Uh, this is published by Sega, developed by probably going to butcher all these Ryuga Gotoku Studios. Game owners are pretty good, I think. I know it's in the top ten of most played right now on PSN profiles, but there's on the PS5 version, 1,136 game owners. Uh, the genre I thought was interesting because on PSN Profiles, they list the genre as historical.
0: Yeah, what um, the fucking... <laughs> what is I that? promise you guys
2: <laughs> Like a Dragon or Yakuza games are... Like, yeah. like There's some history elements to this, but these are not historical games. These are straight up action brawlers, just wild ass, crazy combat, crazy mini games. Like, there's nothing like these games out there. They're very unique. So, there's no trophy guide out, but from what, like, in doing the research, I saw that there was, um, it's almost the exact same list as previous ver- version that didn't release in the West. And that version had a five out of 10 difficulty, 120 to 150 hours. So, you're looking at a, mo- well, most Yakuza games are about this long. Like, they're no, you're normally hitting triple digits on hours for these games. And the ones that are lower than that are normally the the much more common ones, like Yakuza 6, I think you can do in, like, 40 or 50 hours. But no online trophies, no missables. Uh, the distribution, Colin is going to absolutely love. 48 bronzes, 5 silvers, 2 golds, 1 platinum. So you got to... Just...
0: just... Uh, fucking why, yeah. dude? 48...
2: 120 hours to get you, uh, 48 very rare bronzes. <laughs>
0: dear, dear Lord. Like, oh gosh. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I disapprove. I disapprove. I'll leave it there. <laughs>
2: uh, if you do tackle this platinum, like I plan to, uh, plan is the keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, but one to two playthroughs, depending on if you do this legit or not. Uh, Well, I guess you could do it in one. So you have to beat the game on the Legend difficulty. This game, luckily, has the future. I'm going to call it a future and hopefully not a bug because I don't want it to go away. But in the last chapter, before you face the final boss, you can take your difficulty and change it to Legend, uh, which is the highest difficulty, beat the final boss on Legend, and still pop that Platinum. So you can still play... 99% 99% of the game and on easy or normal or you know, the other difficulties and switch it last minute, which helps a lot with that. Previous Yakuza games, you normally had to play through once on any difficulty just to unlock uh, the extra difficulty. And that was kind of why they were so long was because you had to do multiple playthroughs on them. So yeah, I guess a one playthrough game if you want to jump to the hardest difficulty right from the get-go. Which that's probably what I'll do.
0: Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, uh, are are they typically hard on that? Like, is it tough? uh, Yakuza on the hardest difficulty? I'm not sure.
2: Yes and no. They have a pretty good... Most of them have a pretty good New Game Plus system. So you do, like, your first playthrough on normal, and you 100% everything. So by the time you go to your Legend playthrough, like, your character is completely maxed out. You have, like, guns and really strong weapons that don't break. Because as you play through the game, you'll like, you can use weapons in Yakuza games, but they'll break on you. But as you, like, start hitting 100% on on completion list, you will, like, uh, get unbreakable weapons and really strong items you can carry forward to your Legend playthrough that kind of makes it doable. But, yeah. So you could go that route in this one, but if you only have to beat the final boss on Legend and you can just switch it last minute, that's probably the way to do it.
0: Okay. That's not too bad. Then. Um, yeah.
2: So what makes this unique from the other Yakuza games is let's see, Yakuza zero through six are all the same story. I guess seven is kind of lumped in there as well. You kind of have a new cast in seven, but some old guys make some make a an appearance. But they follow a storyline. Like I guess you could play them out of order. They like they have standalone stories and problems you're dealing with and the characters have standalone motivations for each game but there is an overarching like story of the characters from 1 through 6 this game what is anthology the right word it's so it's all the same characters from past Yakuza games but they're like they're historical characters so you have like your main guy Kiryu on all the Yakuza games he is now sakamoto ryoma in this game okay so it's pretty much the same character but he's he's not does that make sense
3: yeah it's kind of like an yeah, yeah.
2: american horror story how you have the same actors and all the different seasons but they're not the same characters so i guess their take at like in is anthology the right word
0: yeah i think so called? or like i mean it's uh what's what's the thing where it's like a side story and it's like a, a what if there's a specific word for it in japanese that no, I, I don't know. uh that I it'll come to me. It'll come to me.
2: Yeah. But as you play through this, you'll see all all the if you're a Yakuza player, you'll see all the past like characters you've played through in all the series. I think uh they even added some of the like a dragon seven or Yakuza seven characters, which is cool. And yeah, they're all playing different people because you're back in the eighteen sixties. So general gist of this game, you play like I said, Sakamoto Ryoma. Uh, Who and he's a Japanese samurai, loosely based off a real person, who was very, was an influential samurai during the Edo period or Edo period, Uh, and he like advocated for democracy and Japanese nationalism. There was kind of like a civil war between like I don't I'm probably gonna get some stuff wrong here. I don't know like Japanese history very well, but there was a civil war way back then, and you had one group of people who kind of wanted to like keep things the old way and then you had the separate group of people that wanted to like kind of progress and bring more of a democratic like country-wide government into play okay and your main character here was on the side of like democracy and like hey let's let's unite the country sort of a thing and i'm not i don't know if well i'm not going to call this a spoiler because it's I assume it happens at the beginning of the game. I don't feel like I was spoiled hearing this, but the whole driving force of this game is you're the samurai, and your mentor is murdered or assassinated, and it's kind of like a revenge mission of, like, hey, I got to find out who did this. I'm going to take him down. And, um, yeah, go from there. So that's kind of your general, like, story gist. Uh, Let's see. When we get into gameplay... From everything I've read and seen videos of, it looks like you similar, or it looks very similar to like your standard Yakuza gameplay. Outside of Seven, Seven was turn-based, but uh, this one is very much a brawler. Uh, multiple like combat stances you can use. So there's four combat stances. One of them is like your fist only, so you can just beat them up. Typical brawler. There's a sword only stance, a gun only stance. And then you have a combo, like, gun and sword stance. I watched the IGN review, which is where I'm pulling a lot of this info from. Mm-hmm. And that reviewer really, really loved the gun and sword stance and said he used that for the majority of the game outside of boss fights. he said boss fights, he would switch to, like, the sword-only stance.
0: I feel like bosses so, in what I have played of Yakuza games are can be pretty tough. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just trash at these games, but like I, I'm like, oh, I'm beating these guys up in the street. You know, I'm going to play some fucking arcade games. I'm feeling good. Then I get to a boss and they're just like, Paw-paw! and I'm dead. And I don't, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't know if that's your experience as well, but I feel like they're pretty big difficulty spikes.
2: Each game has a few. Some bosses can be cheesed really easy. Like they have like move sets that you can just exploit the hell out of and other bosses will just wipe the floor with you okay. if you're not good at the combat. But he was saying the gun and sword stance is very, it's uh, like more AOE based. So lots of like crowd control type effects. Like you'll slice a few times with your sword and then you'll do this spin attack and like spray bolts around you in a circle. Um, which kind of, yeah, which like gets enemies off your back. Or like if you're getting surrounded by like 10 dudes you can kind of like push them all away from you with gunshots as you do this spin move. But then like When you are fighting bosses, you are not doing enough damage, so you switch to the sword only, and it like completely amps up your melee damage. He did say the gun stance felt a little uh, broken because you could just like keep running away from enemies in the streets and just like just pew pew them, just pick them off slowly. (laughs) Pew pew Um, them, but that doesn't that doesn't sound very fun to me. So. What's new to this outside of the brawling? Well, the brawling's not new, but how they kind of put a spin on it is they have this card system for each stance. So, you collect these like cards in the game, and it's pretty much passive effects and active effects for each stance, and you can have one equipped on each stance, and they all have different. Um, there's like some wild effects that you can make happen. Like one of the stances, you can like summon a bear to maul your enemies. One of them, you can have a chicken running around laying proximity mines around the battlefield, (laughs)
3: like just like wild
2: stuff. Yeah, but then there's more like passive effects where you can get like healing over time through combat, or you hit the button and it'll heal you twenty five percent or fifty percent. So almost there's almost like a build aspect there of like how are you going to build your your character and what cards are you going to use. It seems kind of interesting to keep things a little bit fresh um, because I don't think that was a thing in the in the original game. I think this is new to this PS5 remake or Western remake, I should say. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yakuza games, lots of fighting, but what they're also notorious for is like mini games up the wazoo. Like you're running around the city in this open world and you can go fishing and you can go play arcade games or go drive a taxi cab or ride a bike and collect trash. Like this very similar. uh, A lot of the video games highlighted or, a lot of the mini games they highlight in the review, there's like farming simulator aspects. You can, they have their spinoff of like karaoke and dance battles and uh, like wood chopping, fishing, like there's lots of stuff to do outside of like the main story and the side quests in this. I think a lot of the charm from these games come from the mini games. So I was really excited to see like that sticking around. Cause the whole time I was thinking leading up to this is like, our mini games gonna work in the 1860s. Like, what are they gonna do?
0: Right. They didn't um, do anything back then except just smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> the mini game to shower. Well, what it, a novel like, so, idea in 1860. It, <laughs> well,
2: it's more so like the mini games and the new ones are all like, like electronic based. Like I said, right. yeah, like arcade the, games and vehicles and
0: batting cage. I remember from batting Kiwami. cage. Yeah, yeah.
2: So. They still are throwing their own spin on the mini games here. I'm excited to like get in and check out all the new ones. That's always my favorite thing about the new Yakuza games. Is like, all right, what new mini games did they add to this? That's amazing. Um,
0: oh, real quick before I forget, I found the word that we were thinking of. So the the side story and the spinoff story in Japanese is "gaiden," is what it means. Gaiden. It's, it's a contemporaneous or contemporaneous spinoff, and is used to translate roughly as side story of non-canon nature.
3: So
2: okay. There you, yeah. It, there you go obviously non-canon this is like you could have no context of the yakuza series and play this probably enjoy it you're probably going to miss a lot of the easter eggs and the excitement of seeing old characters but you could definitely play this as a standalone uh, standalone game sure sure Uh, all right i'm going to skim through kind of the trophy guide if you want to get the platinum the best way to do this the first step is to just play through the story and do as much or as little side content as you want as you go through that and then I do want to shout out PowerPix gave some advice to people going for this um, to make your life easier at the end. These tips are always grab items from pots, pull from wells, and pray at shrines when you come across them. Purchase the Virtue Cultivation Level Upgrade from the shrine before you purchase anything else. Uh, So Virtue is like the currency in this game. And that Virtue Cultivation Level, the higher that level is, the more money you'll make across all activities in the game. And okay. you're going to need a lot of money. Uh, like most Yakuza games, just about everything you do is tied to tied to the money. And then early game, save all your money until you're in Chapter 3. And then use all of your money in Chapter 3 to get the chicken race betting minigame <laughs> out of the way. Uh, the who,
0: the what now? What the fuck you say?
2: There's uh, <laughs> cock races. Um,
0: <laughs> you have to grind a chicken race? What are you talking about here? What is this? Well, there,
2: there's chicken race trophies and stuff in the completion list. I should say that I keep referencing completion lists in Yakuza games. You have the trophy list, but you have an in-game completion list that you normally have to get 100 percent on. And that has like everything eat every type of food in the game, buy every type of item in the game, collect all the equipment in the game. And there's normally stuff tied to mini games. So what I assume is there's chicken. There's a chicken race betting tier on the completion list where it's like, hey, win X amount of races sort of a thing. So yeah, that's step one. Get up to the end right there, right before the final boss, save your game. Step two is change the difficulty to Legend and beat the game. And then after you beat the game, you'll get dropped back into like the point of no return. And this is where you can kind of do your 100% cleanup, uh, which, which is a lot. So you can do nothing and just mainline the story and leave yourself all the side content for the end. I don't recommend that. I would kind of do as much as you can as they pop up as you go. That's always made life easier for me doing Yakuza games. Makes sense. Um, Yeah, beat the game. Then you got to do ultimate challenges, which are normally like little arena battles, similar to God of War, where they put uh, like restrictions on you. Like, hey, you have to beat these 10 enemies in less than a minute. Okay. Or complete this fight without getting hit. There's a bunch of ultimate challenges you have to do there for a trophy. Yeah. And after you do those, it's just clean up to 100%, which is a lot. But general trophy breakdown uh, you get nine trophies just for completing the story. Those will auto pop. One trophy for the ultimate challenge I was just talking about. Two trophies for getting 50% and 100% completion on that completion list. Uh, Four trophies that are tied to collecting a certain amount of money. Four trophies for completing items in the diligence record which is like side quests mini games combat challenges stuff like that uh three trophies for bonds and social relationships so when you go to like shops and stuff the more you shop at a certain store in the game you're kind of your bond with that store or your relationship with that store will increase uh so there's trophies tied to like getting max you know a certain number of like max relationships with stores and people
0: i kind of like that um yeah. There's some element of truth there, you know? I, I go to the same few places for lunch all the time at work, and they know me by first name now. When I call in, they yeah. know, they're they like, oh, thanks, calling. They, like, know me by the order. You know, it's pretty funny. That's cool. <laughs> I like that.
2: I always like that, too. But previous Yakuza games, uh, they would, it was always worth doing outside of just the trophies and completion aspect because you would normally get, like, items or discounts. Like, there was always, like, I don't know. There's a nice little bump or reward there they would give you. There's... Three trophies tied to completing sub-stories. Uh, five trophies tied to learning certain abilities and just leveling up. So just kind of getting max level. And then there's the rest of the trophies I'm not going to cover, but it's you will get them going for the 100% completion. It's a lot of like mis- miscellaneous type stuff that'll just come naturally as you're going for the 100% in-game completion list. Mm. And then similar to you guys, I wanted to shout out... Uh, a couple of my favorite trophy names actually real quick before i do that we we're talking about the artwork for your guys' games yeah artwork in this game i've never liked the yakuza artwork i think they could do so much better but they're at least staying true to the rest of the series and the artwork is just like actual trophies of like characters or items from the game
0: and they're different They've... colored statues yeah i mean i mean the yeah. thing is like those are they're taking it very literally like that is a trophy that you could get so in some sense like i can respect that and they do at least have a cool like polished look to them but i agree i've never been in love with the artwork for the the ones that i've played
2: no they're they're very samey too like if you look at um there's one here with like two flags Mm -hmm. and there's one two three four five trophies all with the exact same artwork that are all tied to like Clearing out enemy encampments.
3: Oh, geez. Um,
2: some of these have the same character multiple times. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not very creative, but they, I guess you can at least give them credit to sticking to what the rest of the series looks like. Um, Cause all the other Yakuza trophies look exactly like this. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. At least it's consistent, I guess, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I didn't want to forget this. Before I talk about my favorite trophies as I finish this off, I did notice while we were talking in the show, I was kind of just re-looking at this list, and I saw this post on the side, on the recent forum post that piqued my interest. And it says, potential issue with seals and enchantments. I guess in the game they have, like when you craft items or get items, they can have seals on them, which are kind of like uh, that you like slot. So items can have like four seals slotted into them. And I guess in the old game it used to be fairly easy with the way the crafting system worked to collect all of these different seals. I guess there's like 150 seals you have to collect for the in-game completion list. And they made some changes with this remake that a lot of people are complaining about to where like they severely increased like the grind for collecting all these seals. Whatever the trick was before, you can't do it anymore. You can't like abuse this crafting system. So you either have to like grind these dungeons and hope you get like one or two seal on a dungeon run. Or it looks like some people are abusing like the save system. So like they'll craft something and if it's a seal they need, they'll keep it. And if it's not a seal or if it's a seal they already have, they'll reload their save and try and get a new one. But lots of complaints from uh, from People going for the platinum right now about like how that grind is severely increased. I don't know enough issue or I don't know enough information to like really talk on it, but I wasn't thrilled to see that. Um,
0: yeah, that's a bit of a bummer.
2: So keep an eye out for that. Maybe some, I'm sure someone will find a strat or a good way to like grind those out at the end, which is kind of a good thing because I'm gonna play this probably after Harry Potter. So that gives them a couple. More weeks to hopefully find a new method to do this more efficiently. Yeah. And then we get into my specific trophy call outs. Uh, one of them is World's Greatest Uncle. And it says paid off Haruka's debt in full. The reason I called this trophy out, uh, Yakuza fans will like this trophy. If you haven't played Yakuza, you're probably like, all right, like,
0: fair enough. I yeah. I get it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Haruka is this girl that Kir- Kiryu adopted throughout the series and she's kind of like your driving motivation in a lot of the games it's almost like a joel and ellie type of relationship through the series okay um so i thought it was i don't know i assume she makes she comes back in this i don't know if it's someone else with the same name though but the she always called him uncle so the trophy was very much whether that's the same girl or not i haven't researched it but that's that's very much her name from the Yakuza series Yakuza series. So I at least like the callback to like their relationship with that trophy.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, I actually recognized her from the one game that I beat with which was uh Kawami.
2: Yeah, I think that was her first appearance and then there's some games where she's just a side character and doesn't really do anything, and some of the other games, like she is a very heavy role in what the hell's happening. Like I would say three, five, and six are very focused around her. Okay. Um, yeah, so I like that one. I think that's a dope callback. I like the trophy cocksure. That's just an immature one. That's win five chicken race bets.
0: Oh, so this is the um, the one that you're supposed to save your money for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it.
2: Um. And then I this one I thought was pretty funny too and gave me a little bit of a chuckle, but like a dragon in heaven, um, which feels like a callback to yakuza like a dragon but the trophy is cleared each of the courtesan mini games which i believe are hookers right so (laughs)
0: that is that that is it that is it i only Uh, know that from the older assassin's creed games where you could like hire them to distract people
2: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so we got like a dragon in heaven
1: all right Um, all right
2: but yeah that's the trophy list i personally am stoked to get to this i'm I don't know. I went on a huge Yakuza kick like two years ago and I've kind of been feeling the itch again to get back into it. So this is releasing it like the perfect time for me to get a new like experience with, with these characters and with these games. So that's my game.
0: Oh, that's great. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there some other Yakuza game coming out this year that was like an in-between of six and seven and it featured the main character from the older games and it like linked the two together. I remember seeing a trailer for it, and I thought it was like yeah. a sort of side story that was coming out.
2: The only one I know of was the next like mainline one, like a Dragon Eight, which I think they said was a twenty-four release date. But that's gonna take so. Like a Dragon Seven was or Yakuza Seven. Um, from what I understand, all the games are changing their name to Like a Dragon. So Like a Dragon Seven. Had a whole new cast of characters. That was the one that turns into, like, the RPG route type of gameplay. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The old characters made an appearance in that game. But in this new one, it looks like they're kind of going to join forces. You're going to have the new cast teaming up with the old cast to go on whatever adventure they go on. But that's the only one I can think of was Like a Dragon 8. They did a little teaser for.
0: Oh, here we go. So this this is called... Like a Dragon Gaiden. Oh, funny. We were just fucking talking about that. And the oh, man, who, it's the sub story is the man who erased his name. And it takes place between Yakuza 6 and 7. And it is also said to release on all platforms this year. So you've bro. got uh, you've got a couple things coming around. And that will, I guess, prepare you even more for Like a Dragon 8, which comes out in 2024. So You just got, you you got blew you, my mind. You got another one coming out this year, bro.
2: I totally missed this. Mm-hmm. That's dope.
0: There you go, there you go. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and see, that one sounds a little more appealing to me because I'm guessing like maybe it'll be smaller scale, you know, a little bit, maybe a little bit shorter of a game. I don't know. Yeah, the,
2: these games are not trophy hunting friendly. If you're here for trophies alone,
0: I'm playing them on Xbox. Maybe,
2: <laughs> yeah, may, maybe pass. But when I say there's nothing like them, there really is nothing like them. Like they're like so unique, and like some of the stories fall flat and. Other ones are great, but yeah, there's the amount of stuff you can do in this game is always kind of like blows my mind. There's like games within games within games, on like in this series. So, yeah, I always highly recommend them if you're looking for something new or unique that feels fresh from like the standard like Ubisoft open world that we normally get.
0: Yeah, for sure. I really liked. I've beaten Yakuza Kiwami, and. That was pre like trophy hunting days. I really enjoyed it and I have progress in Yakuza Zero, but I actually got kind of turned off by the level of like management stuff that was going on with like the clubs and then like the properties and all that so I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just like oh, see, I, it's I too love much. That shit. Yeah. It's like there's the game, there's the main story, then there's the side like combat stuff, then there's like the mini games, then there's like the shopping, then there's the management. It's like, oh my whoa. There's so much to do. Yeah, it was a little overwhelming for me, but I could totally see, like, bang for your buck, like, these games are probably awesome, you know? Yeah. So, very cool, very cool. Well, Daryl, are you interested in this, or have you... I can't remember, have you played any of the Yakuza games at all?
1: I started Kiwami, like, December of last year. I played a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, It it seemed fun. I, I... I think what happened is I started it. I went on my vacation. I came back, tried to play it, and I forgot everything. But I only put like maybe two hours into it. But yeah. the
2: more I, yeah, hear I it, did... the
1: more I want to play it.
2: These games are notorious for being very story heavy. Like once you start it, you really can't play anything else. Like I did this with judgment. I took a break from judgment and whenever I go back to that, I'm gonna have to like start fresh because I have no idea what happened. I'm not it doesn't help that they're all like japanese names it makes it harder for me to like i guess remember the story beats but yeah these are games you you really have to like sit and focus on and not play anything else while you're going through it otherwise you'll lose it so fast sure sure
0: Huh. interesting all right well as we as the year goes on it sounds like you're going to be getting into it in somewhat of a near future so that is really exciting and going to be a good time so i look forward to hearing your thoughts as you get into it but very good. I think we got uh, some pretty varied games. I'm particularly intrigued by Deliver Us Mars and Deliver Us the Moon, actually. Now, I think the price tag's a little high for me right now because I don't have premium or extra, but in terms of this type of game, it's like it looks pretty cool. So I might want to yeah. check that out in the future, but um, very nice. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Let's get into our final section of the show, which is our lightning round okay and just to sort of recap the final points at the end of the last lightning round I had three Daryl you had two and Slugger you had three so let's go over our questions and sort of the scores from last time and real quick and then we will do our new uh, our new questions for this time so question one we said like a dragon Ishin will score blank on its game spot review Daryl you said 8.5 I said seven slugger you said eight. Answer was eight. So points will go to Slugger on that one.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Second question was, Atomic Heart will run at a consistent 60 FPS on PS5. Is yes or no? We kind of talked about this before the show. We we think it's a yes as the answer for this, and all of us put yes. So we all will get points there. Very well done. And the final question was, Hogwarts Legacy's Platinum on PSN profiles will be at blank at the next recording date for the PS5 version. And if you recall, we are going to do whoever is the closest, not an all-or-nothing sort of thing. So, Daryl, you said 15%. I said 8.63%. Slugger said 5%. Correct answer was 5.83%, which means that, Slugger, you scored a steamy three points on that, so you are up to now six points overall. Daryl, you scored one point there, so you are up to three points, and I scored... One point as well. So I am up to four points. So our, our point total at the end of this week was me at four, Gerald, you at three, and Slugger, you at six. So a bit of a, a difference starting to develop here. And with that, let us get into our questions from this time. So I will record our, our answers as always. Give me one second here to just sort of set this up. Okay. So the first question I had <clears throat> Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, which releases on March 3rd, will have blank. Bronze trophies. Now, there is the trophy. Descriptions have been released. We know what the trophies are, but we don't know the distribution yet. So, how many bronze trophies do you think that that will have? Daryl, we'll go to you first. And this will do the Uh, closest answer. We'll win.
1: I'm going to say 28. Okay. Okay. Mm. Lugger, what about you?
2: I was going to go way higher. uh Um, Uh Uh-huh. 42.
0: 42 uh,
2: 42 wait you said we know how many trophies are in the game
0: we know the trophy names and descriptions we don't know the uh distribution. Is, there a, is
2: there at least 42 trophies? i
0: actually do, i actually don't know the only thing that i double checked was just that they weren't that the distributions weren't out before i asked this so
2: values currently unknown total of 51 trophies okay yeah 42
0: 42 okay all right i'll take somewhere <laughs> in the middle then and i'm gonna say 37 okay Right on. Second question was Horizon Call of the Mountains Platinum, the new PSVR 2 title, launch title, will be blank percent on the next recording date. And again, we will do the closest percentage. We'll get the points. So, Daryl, let's go to you first. What do you have for this one?
1: This is the percentage on PSN profiles, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, 3.6. Okay. 3.6. Sorry, I'm messing up my typing here
0: 3.6 percent. all right slugger what do you think
2: 4.6
0: 4.6 <laughs> percent wild wild i'm going to say 8.2 percent
2: i just think anyone with a vr this is the only game they're going to be playing
0: that's what i'm thinking as well which is but i but the question is how many people with vr headsets are actually trophy hunters right true uh, and and that's oh, what, you went higher than I, me. I, I, I thought did, you were
2: calling me out on no, 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 higher. no.
0: I'm just saying, like that's like I could be way, way off in that, but that was sort of how I was thinking about it. You know?
2: Yeah, I was just trying to prices right them.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And you son of a bitch, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Okay, so this one's a little bit different. I'm taking a, a wild gamble here. I was gonna do a sort of dig at Slugger and say Slugger's percentage on Hogwarts Legacy will be greater than or less than sixty <laughs> percent. But what I decided to do instead was an audible. So Starfield's release date will be known and announced by the next recording date. Are we going to know, yes or no question, is: are we going to know Starfield's release date for this year by the next time we record? Daryl. I'm going to say no. Okay. Slugger.
2: Mm, yes.
0: Yes. I'm also going to say yes. I have a feeling. I just have a feeling it's coming. I don't know why, but something tells me maybe on March 3rd or something that I, I don't know. I, I feel like you there's got something insider going on. information. I got insider information. I'm You're best,
2: trying to get points to catch up. I'm
0: best friends with Todd Howard here. So
2: <laughs> my uncle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ted, I say Ted Todd. That's what I meant. Jesus. Fuck. Okay, good. Very good guys. So that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you very much to our listeners for tuning in and checking out episode 79. As I noted at the top episode 80, which we were in a couple weeks time, will feature Pat, the trophy hunter. And that will be all about what we have been playing. For the last month or so. So with that, I'm gonna pass it over to you, Daryl, to tell people where they can get a hold of you at. Where should people look to find you?
1: So you can find me on PSM Profiles, PlayStation, and Discord at the Tall Simone Guy. And Slugger, what about you?
2: PSM Profiles, PlayStation, and Discord at SluggerJD.
0: And for myself, you can find me on PlayStation <clears throat> PSM Profiles, rather, <laughs> PlayStation proper discord and xbox at ck present so thank you all very much for listening to the show we really appreciate it and until next time happy gaming take care and goodbye